This is Nate Bowling, and that's Nate underscore Bowling on Twitter. And you're listening to the Flounders B Team podcast, for better or worse. But it gives like a tingling sensation or something, right? In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trow in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey everybody, welcome to the Flounders B Team Podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson at Podfish on Twitter, and we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk briefly about the San Jose match. We had Tim Hamilton go remote to the Vancouver match, and we have a little bit of a surprise interview from a fan of the show that you might recognize. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about the LA Galaxy match upcoming on the 22nd, so we hope you stick around and enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again for the Flounders B Team podcast. It is a dark day, uh, and we have we have learned uh, just recently. I have learned just recently. Everybody else learned yesterday that Charlie Murphy has passed. Charlie Murphy. 57 years old, passed of leukemia. It's a terrible disease, and uh, we really hope that... Uh, I, I, for one, am a, um, a Be The Match uh, potential donor for blood oh. marrow transfusions. Nice. So you, if uh, you can go to bethematch.com and sign up, I don't work for them, I don't, I don't shill for them, I don't uh, stand for them, but I support Be The Match. So if you can make that happen, that would be wonderful. In all seriousness, it's a great charity. It's a great uh, group to support. If you can't be a donor, you should definitely think about trying to support that organization or another local organization that's important to you in another way. So thank you. Um, anyway. <laughs> nice PSA. I like it. I like um, it. That came out of nowhere like in the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So definitely appreciate it. But uh, anyway, we are here not to talk about Charlie Murphy, God rest his soul, uh, but to talk about uh, the last match that yeah. we undertook. We're a little bit late because of uh, travel schedules and that sort of thing. Your uh, faithful engineer, Steve Kettleson at Podfish was in, uh, well, he was on vacation. Uh, Stephen Kettleson is on vacation. Um, He (laughs) went to, I went to Pensacola, Florida to visit some family, and we spent some time in New Orleans with the illustrious Nate Bowling, who promises at some point to be on this podcast, but... uh, Not going to happen. Calling it right now. (laughs) Calling you out, Nate. Not going to happen. He is a very, very uh, uh, busy. His dance card is full, as they say. Uh, But with me today, I've got to my right uh, the affable Tim Hamilton. Say hey. Hey, Tim Hamilton, uh, Muffin Top Model on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And then? 
Kevin Zamira, Kevin underscore Zamira yeah, on Kevin, Twitter. Kevin's becoming quite the regular on this cast. I am, we yeah. really like this guy. Yeah, uh, I'm liking smart it. Guy, you know, he's a, he's. I a like s- to hear myself talk. Why wouldn't I come on this stuff? podcast? Yeah, come absolutely. On. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin knows stuff, much like Cat mm. Peterson. Cat uh, Peterson's a regular. She is not on today. Womp womp. Um, so we won't be able to hear about her latest uh, excitements in her personal life, which Jeez. we probably no talked a updates. little too much about. <laughs> She's currently with child or with oh. children. Whoa, whoa. With children. <laughs> She's a soccer coach, ladies and gentlemen, so yeah. she's spending some time with those children. Uh, <laughs> and we have uh, Welcome Back, the glorious return of... Callum, and my Twitter handle is Callum underscore OG. Callum underscore OG, which is own goal, right? Own goal. Stands for own yep, goal, Callum. Or original gangster. Right. Nice. right on. I keep wanting to call you Callum Kempster because there's a gentleman that is a friend of ours that comes over from England, visits our neighbors, who are also good friends. Right. Um, and uh, he, his name is Callum Kempster. So you're the second Callum in the entire universe I know. So, Not bad. Anyway. <laughs> so we had yet another 1 1 uh, loss. Uh, over the past uh, yeah. few days, felt last, like a loss. Uh, yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, so, what was? Uh, who were we playing? What was up? Break it down, Timbo. Uh, we went to a Via Stadium to play San Jose. A Via Stadium. It's it's a decent decent pitch uh, unless it's wet and the grass seemed to be slipping underneath everyone's feet. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if you ever fly into San Jose, you can see the uh, you can see the field out your window mm-hmm. as you land. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, take it away. <laughs> take yeah, it actually, I'm glad you. I'm glad you <laughs> talked about um, how wet it was. I thought that was actually a huge factor. Like not only mm-hmm. just people slipping, but just our. It was such a sloppy, sloppy game, and I think that contributed to a lot of the fouls. More of them on San Jose's end, but I think the 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 field, the surface played a definite role in just the overall ugly aesthetic of the game i just it it was hard to keep the ball there were a lot of turnovers a lot of fouls um ball moving almost too quickly um on that surface so i you know i thought really the quality of the game suffered overall because of it absolutely i think Mm -hmm. discipline was impacted you know the disciplinary uh uh the the number of fouls so um did san jose then have slippery slipperier (laughs) boots Dude, they just foul a lot anyway. Yeah, they so, do. They're yeah. quite the aggressive team. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall in the match, uh, we got some stats here. Uh, San Jose had 18 shots to Seattle's 14. Uh, both teams were fairly aggressive. Shots on goal were even at 3-3. Um, San Jose, Seattle did a better job blocking shots uh, from San Jose. That differential in in shots was was clearly made up by the number of shots that were blocked. Um, passing was moderate, uh, 78-79%, San Jose, Seattle, respectively. Um, had some, some pretty, decent, uh, pretty decent even possession throughout Seattle, legend it out. Uh, these stats, by the way, are from MLSsoccer.com. So, you know, I think uh, Coach Schmetzer, uh, Sounders Match Day, posted uh, a, a note from Coach Schmetzer at the end of the match. Sometimes when you come back for a draw like we did in Montreal, it feels like a victory. This feels like a loss. Absolutely. Um, and so Definitely. that comes after a, a hard-fought defensive battle the entire match. Um, lots of really good looks on both sides. Uh, a lot of stuff that probably should have gone in but didn't because of maybe surface or placement mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. kind of the play, the, the, the play by play here, but, um, it seems like 
you know, after that amazing Nicholas Nico Lodero lob from what was that about about an 18 yard lob into the goal through two defenders and uh, you know after that it felt like it was going to be a victory and we were finally going to break the San Jose uh, one point on the road curse and we might actually squeak out a we might actually squeak out a victory and break our own slump right that we're in yeah it looked very promising uh, when we did score, but right after, we were just getting pelted with, I mean, shot after shot, yep. and San Jose had possession for just about the rest of the match, and it, I kind of felt a goal coming mm-hmm. from San Jose, even before we scored, because, I mean, if you go back and look at, I mean, this stat stands out to me the most, is the amount of duels won by San Jose to ours. San Jose won 61, and we only won 38. I mean... That's showing me that subtract all the, the fouls. Ball do they win? Quite do those bit? count? <laughs> no, but I think they go together. Yeah. You know, I think one of Schmetzer's thing is he wants to have the first shot, score the first goal, and get the first foul. Mm-hmm. But you know, to set the tone and be on the front foot. But I think you look at those stats, like the duels won and the fouls, and I think San Jose clearly um, was taking it to us physically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that's... I mean, we were chatting during the game. That's kind of how Dominic Kinnear's teams play. That's yeah, what they do. It's, it's a, but it the, was effective. Yeah, Dom's old school. Old school being just, you know, kick the man, kick the ball, just kick somebody. Yeah, get one of them. And if you think about when the Sounders a couple of years back, when we actually had Oba and we thought we had the greatest show on turf, the easiest <laughs> way... They're, they're looking back at that, and they're doing the same thing to, to Nico and to Clint where they combine so well and they do the one-touch, 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 give-and-goes, if you just hit the guy that wants to do the go part, then he, you basically jam him at the line, to use an NFL term. He cannot get on the other end of that pass, and that's how they're breaking us up. I mean, we a lot of the combinations are really, really close quarters, and we're just getting kind of bumped and kicked. And so, ask a question. Is Nico Ladero is he hitting a lull? Like, he's been... Okay, I mean, he had a great goal. He's been okay this year. Am I am I speaking out of turn or like? Um, I think it's still a little too early. I mean, uh-huh. he's. I mean, you have to look at the differences between last year and this year. He came into the Sounders off a of plane in the Copa Liba, whatever it's Copa called. Copa Libertadores. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Uh, he came off like playing. I mean match in and match out and then now he's actually had a rest and a full off season with the sounders hold on hold on, stop stop full off season yeah. what was that off season like it was short two weeks yeah. between the end yeah. of the season and then training going yeah. back to arizona i don't yeah. did he even go to arizona or did he go to national team duty no national no, no. Team the u.s u.s is the only team or the only were we the only ones that had the uh yeah uh, the cupcake camp or <laughs> did other no because he got called up to a camp as well yeah. about okay. the same time yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, and that's why we haven't. I mean, I feel bad for the guys. But that, he didn't play in those two matches. I'm pretty sure. True. The travel. He had. Well, I guess, like him coming into the season last season was, he was in top form, so he's got to mm-hmm. I true. guess kind of, creep up that form again, and mm-hmm. I think we'll see it sooner or later. Hopefully, that goal is a start of it. But. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah he seems like days. he's off a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, like I'm with you. I'm not ready to say, oh, um, you know, MLS is, you know, or Nico Ladero's been figured out or 
Um, he's not a great player. I think he's a great player. I, I still see flashes of greatness from him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's not at the level he was towards the end of last no. year where you just knew he was going to do something special. Not at all. But also, like, kind of look at his counterpart, Giovinco. Mm-hmm. He's not in form either. Oh. So maybe that's, like, I don't know. Okay, interesting. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Take a while. Short man <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Maybe he's a slow starter, too. I don't know. I mean, I looked at... Um, when you look at the Argentine leagues that he was in, right? He they're in their 18th week or 19th week. Yeah. Like he should be in, like midseason form or feel like he is at least. But he doesn't look like it right no, now. No, not at all, man. And it's I don't know. I'm finding Nico and Dempsey. I don't feel like they're meshing quite well together on the field, mm-hmm. and I think that could also play a part of it because I mean. Look yeah. at last year, we didn't have Dempsey for the last yeah, part of the season. Exactly, Dempsey wasn't. I, I love the guy. wasn't part of yep. the the mm-hmm. run. He was there for the first three or four weeks, and then then they just had to make it up as they go. And I think there's kind of a almost like who's the bigger and better player Pissing thing going contest. on with about with each other. A little bit of a competition. Yeah, that, which that. I guess friendly competition is good, but I just think Dempsey's a little too big for his boots now, mm-hmm. and I think. It's time where we let Nico take over Dempsey's role and, I mean, be successful, hopefully, again. Be the big dog. Yeah. Well, Dempsey wants that. You know, he really wants that. He just really wants a championship. He wants a championship under his belt before he retires, and he's Mm. pretty ready to do that, I think. Um, Well, he technically got one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's he's got it. (laughs) But he wants to play on the team, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He wants Mm -hmm. to be a participant. He wants to be a a a significant contributor to the team's success in that lull. And he didn't get that last year. And and I can definitely see the psychological value of that. That said, you know, as this game started, um, you know, the first major event I think that happened in that match was there was a, a foul and then a free kick in the seventh minute. And you can see as the free kick happens, it's a, it's a direct free kick from about the 18 just outside the box, right? And um, it goes into it goes into goal, and um, De- you can see. Clint Dempsey crashing the goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's not really crashing the goalkeeper. He's crashing the goal, and he runs into the defender and pushes the defender oh, yeah. and pushes the defender and in the follow-through slams himself into the goalkeeper and nearly ki- catches himself a penalty, penalty kick while he's at it, right? So, um, it, it well, no, not a penalty kick. We're on the right yeah. side of the yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, nearly catches himself a card in the in the process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, I feel like that would have been a really great move, and kind of the thing that Dempsey does is make that space and, and, and create that space with his elbows, so to speak, mm-hmm. to, to make that stuff happen. But after that happened... I didn't. There were lots of opportunities for him to do so in the rest of the game, and he didn't take them. Do you think that took something out of him? I don't know. He did. I mean, he he hopped up pretty quick off back to his feet. Like he was that didn't hurt. Fine. No, I mean, yeah. I'm I mean, cool. he's fine himself. You're not cool. But I'm, I'm cool. Just wondering if he he got some direction to kind of back off crashing the goal. What you think Salazar said something? No, no. When they were high fiving each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Muffin top touching. I don't know. I thought one of the most interesting Maybe aspects of that there. was that absolutely nobody from San Jose went to pick up their goalkeeper. I, th- sure. I was yep. like, I mean, he's been struggling lately. He's uh, had yeah, some bad, bad goals. A, he's had some howlers. Uh, shaming him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nobody went to help him. Back to back weeks, he had two like 
blunders, like pretty bad ones as well. Where, I mean, no uh, keeper. The shot that I hey, the shot that wasn't on frame suddenly went through your legs and went on frame. Yeah, I pulled one of those on Monday. Where I'm shuffling. <laughs> it's early in the game. I'm shuffling, and the big fat guy does not get down. So I bend down to pick it up, and I don't get all the way down. It goes through my legs, and I just keep shuffling. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Uh, Bungum, as I've been calling him. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Not Bingham, Bungum. but Bungham did. Yeah, I, he doesn't appear to have the confidence of his team. I mean, nobody got in Dempsey's face for that foul. Nobody came to even help pick him up. Like He was part of the national team camp. Yeah. Both of them were. And if you, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that got in his head, but the minute you get tapped, mm-hmm. maybe. If you'll notice mm-hmm. the, the week before international friendlies or, or World Cup qualifying, a lot of the the national team players just kind of have stinkers. Now, maybe mm. it's in their head, like, I want to stay fresh. I want to be able to compete against Jamaica or whoever it is. But Bungham, as you say, <laughs> when he he did get tapped by, you know, probably because he's from, he's in San Jose and that's where the game was. But that the following match was when he had that, the one that yep. just went through his wickets. And maybe that was just kind of, you know, something else in your head to think about. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, if you'll see Dempsey... Uh, the week prior to uh, international duty, if if the national team players start to, you know, throttle down or throttle back a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe not go as hard on tackles. Yeah, and the second blunder was like a cross, and he goes to hit it down, but he hits it in the direction of his own net, mm. and it bounces like right in. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's your thought process on that? Yeah. <laughs> I, as a goalie, yes, if it's a, a, I didn't see the one that you're talking about, I don't think, unless it was the one that went to the side. I do, at times, if I know I have space, I will just kind of slap it down in front of me rather than try to catch it and let it go through my fingertips. And sure. In. But, yeah. It's that punch versus cover decision you've got to make. Usually I'm the goalkeeper apologist, but that, yeah. <laughs> only because only I've been there do I. Well, it's an important decision to make, and you have to have that kind of instinct and training and, and, to, to figure out when you can control it and when you just yeah. can't. You just got to get it the hell out of there. True. That we understand. Um, so now we have to talk about Torres. Um, oh God. So he was showing some really good defensive pace like early on in the match. He was actually keeping up with his, uh, with his marks. He was uh, clearing balls pretty well and... Um, a lot better than like Jovan Jones, right? Who was um, dumping stuff out to the to the goal? Who was not really doing a great job of controlling the ball? But yeah, I thought overall outside backs were not great. Uh, outside backs, anybody you put out there had a had a really dodgy game. Torres was doing fine. Um, I I don't know. I I think Svensson's a better center back personally than Torres, even though I know yeah. he crapped the bed a little bit on the final goal. But I I just feel more comfortable with Svensson back there. He's better with his feet. Um he seems to be better positionally. Mm-hmm. Um I know the the very end of the game you could you could point to two specific plays, the goal and then where we almost got scored on again and point at Svensson and say, you know, he's out of position. Um I don't think Torres does much better there though. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Um I said Joe but Jones, I meant you, Fisher. You lose some <laughs> yeah. You lose some uh depth without Torres there. Yeah. And Svensson is playing out of position a little bit. Mm-hmm. So 
do feel yeah. like Schmetzer, though, does give Torres a little more freedom on the field. Mm. And I could see Svensson is a lot more disciplined. And I, I'm starting to cross a bridge whether I think Svensson's a better center back than Torres. But I also think Svensson's main position is a defensive mid. Mm-hmm. And which has helped him out as a center back is because his ball distribution is unbelievable. He's making passes that, well, for one, Marshall or Torres can't make, which is nice to see working from the back and then going forward. Yeah, I I completely agree. You you touched on something, too, that I always want from my center backs and center backs on my team is to stay central. Mm -hmm. And you see Torres all over the field sometimes. And it reminds me of, uh, was it Treore? I think it was Treore. Exactly. He used to be everywhere but center back. (laughs) He used to drive me crazy. Um, And I do. I see that from Torres, and it drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. And Svensson stays central, which is, I think, what you want from a center back. Maybe does who's coaching those center backs right now? It would be (laughs) Treore. Well, I was just going to say, do you see Treore like seeing Torres as maybe a replica of himself and is like, you know what? I think you've got the ability. Let's give you some freedom. See where it goes. Torres is a beast of a man, yeah. and he 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 goes up for every set piece. But uh, I just don't know how much he can bring on the technical side on the foot skills. It, it, most of the time, he gets mm-hmm. it. He just kind of clears it down the line and hopes, or just plays it shortly around to one of the left back or the right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, he's there with you know that that combo with he and Marshall together when. 90% of the crosses yeah. that anything in the air. Yeah, it's just size in the air. Yeah. yeah. You know, it seemed like the the teams were pretty well evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Um people started talking about uh I, I thought I saw another narrative in our chat about shifting rolled on again. Yeah, that's what, what I want what to talk there? about. Okay. I, I want to know what the fuck's going on with shifting rolled on to right so, back. And I was looking at that, right? So if I'm making sense to me. If I look I at the lineup it. the way it is right now, where you got Alonso and Roldan next to each other, Torres yeah. is out like within 17 minutes, and mm-hmm. you put in uh, what's his nuts, Svensson, uh, Svensson. big Swede, the the the, the flamboyant <laughs> Swede, um, and yeah, he had to come Swede. in. The Swedish had to come out. in, but so where do they put him? Like where? Why is Roldan going back to Svensson's <laughs> spot? Right, that's that's where they put him in, right? I thought they did him the center back. Who yeah, rolled on? Oh, no, they, they put Svensson at center back. Svensson went they, in they for Torres. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Svensson ran in for Torres, but he did did he go in as a defender or did he go in as a defensive midfielder? Svensson went in, in as center back. back. Yeah, center yeah, Svensson back. Okay. ended up for swapping for Torres. Which I don't yeah. know why okay. he just wouldn't put in Tony so Alfaro. At what point does Roldan yeah. end up at yeah. center back? Well, Alfaro went in, but he went in as like a defensive center mid slash center back. Gotcha. And fucking Roldan sitting out there at right back late yeah. in the game. I'm like Okay. I, that like confused the shit and so out of me. I'm like, that, what the hell that happened? Alonso, so the thing we've been talking about, this narrative we've been building, is that Alonso and Roldan yeah. are this kind of lot peas and power carrots. couple. They're mm-hmm. lot peas and carrots again. And, and they're working really well together because Alonso's got the vision and Roldan's got the speed to take the direction from this from this very veteran ah. defender, ah. You know, cent, uh, central defender. <clears throat> and if you put him in right back, you just open this huge gap with Alfaro and Alonso. Huge gap on, on Alfaro's side, right? Mm-hmm. And Alfaro doesn't quite have the legs, right, that Roldan's got. And well, he's, he's not a certainly center. Not, he he's not a, a center mid center back. He's a right back. Right. That's what I don't get. Right. 
And then Jordy Delum comes on, and he's a right back. Mm-hmm. And Jordy Delum came on for oh, Delum Dempsey for Dempsey. Mm-hmm. So why Delum was the one that came in they center mid center back? Or mm-hmm. Why are yeah. they, like? I guess it's just defensive. Trying to you're trying to save the the three points instead of securing the lead. Yeah. If Wando's going to score, Wando's going to score. Why in the hell are you just bunkering? And that's the thing, though. When you make a sub like that, it's like changing the whole tactical side of it. Changes everything. everything. So once if one person's not on board, it screws up. Absolutely. It screws up the whole defense. (laughs) Everything just narrows up. And then you can have those dangerous crosses from the outside that turn into. I mean, I know it's the Audi index, like, and it's not. What's the The Audi index (laughs) report? No, it's a a a stat aggregation and gives each player a score at the end of the game, right? But if you look at where he's getting his high scores from, tackles one. Shots on goal, he but successful passes. Svensson or Roldan? Roldan. Okay. Clearances, aerial one, fouls received, interception. Like, that's where he, that's the work he's doing. Successful passes in his yeah. own half. Like, why do you ship him out to right back? Like, yeah. That doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. When you have someone For that plays right back, in, like, like Dellum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why do you he move played... your defensive center mid late in the game? Or a holding center mid. It's like putting your... Late in the your, game, out to right back. Like, yeah. I well, just it's like, don't... How, do you not trust Dellum to play as right back either? He played right back the yeah. whole match before. We're not recording this. We are recording this. Oh, oh we're yeah. good. But, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know how I, we're going to segment it. That's all right. We'll jump right in. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I... Another late night for Gettles. Why would, why would you sub Roldan out to right back? Right. Then bring in a right back, but don't put him at right back. No. Put him in the spot where Roldan could play. Mm-hmm. I don't... It makes no sense to me. Klinsman. Let's blame Klinsman. Yeah, so it's got to be Klinsman's fault somehow, right? <laughs> he called Schmetta <laughs> 85th minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Schmetz called him in the 85th minute. What should I a do? A lifeline. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I mean, yeah, making putting that sub there, putting him at right back is like putting your golden glove third baseman in right field. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I don't. I really, really, really. And it's the third game in a row he's made that move? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Thir- I don't know why. Like, is he trying to protege Roldan into a sad you know brad evans retirement role already or oh, what are we God, doing here I mean, it doesn't that make sense that's, that's an unpopular opinion uh. Uh, <laughs> that'd be upsetting surprise surprise close my eyes 16 years old with a major crash living with my mama with a brick in her head while you was in school I skipped class cause I had money to make Holes to fuck, cars to drive Chickens to pluck, yeah, fuck you pay me Nigga, fuck you pay me I had money to make uh, say something fairly loud. Uh, I'm genuinely concerned that we're going to walk out of Vancouver with a draw. Um, yeah, I think that's a real concern. And I, I just like a dub at this point. Like, I, I know we have like one win on the season, but I, there's always a point, like at some point in mm-hmm. the late spring to early summer, we're like four, four, and four, or like six, <laughs> six, and six. And I just want to have some dubs. Like, I, I don't know. Yep. I'm, I'm feeling hella greedy right now. I just want to win soccer games. Wins are important. Yeah. Wins are absolutely important. And, and honestly, like, I'd rather get wins now so we're not sitting in the middle of the summer going, God, we're in fourth. Who are we going to be? Like, I just, 
I, I want to win soccer games. I, 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 I want a team who wins all the games. I'm yeah. greedy. I don't care. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I'm just going to close out of Hangouts because I keep getting fucking notifications. You play to win. You play game. to win right? the game. John Madden analysis, hashtag winning, hashtag <laughs> football, hashtag. So, uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're, this is all informal. We're not in the cast, but That's we're going to. So, how do you feel about Freddie Montero? Freddie Montero is the greatest soccer player to ever wear a Seattle Sounders uniform, not named Eddie Johnson. And not he's. <laughs> well, you know, I'm an Eddie yes, Johnson partisan. I know. Like, come on now. I don't get it, but I love you for it. It's amazing. You don't get why I love Eddie Johnson? No, I get why. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, no. He, he, here's I why I love Eddie Johnson. Serious side eye right there. Eddie Johnson's an outspoken, mm-hmm. oftentimes not super thoughtful, but passionate person. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll take that. I'll take passion over, I'll take somebody who, who gives a damn and is, you know, not perfect in, the, in their manners about it yeah. over somebody who's like the perfect robot athlete. Super oh, you know, measured. We, we played the game the right way. We went out, we practiced hard and you know, both teams competed. Like that's Get that shit out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, you lost because your team sucks. Right. Ah! right? Like, ah! I, and, and honestly, as somebody, as somebody who's like a government employee and would like to make, you know, a little more money, but yeah. like, doesn't like the, the pay me celebration everybody hates on, like a professional athletes have a finite window. Like he retired. You need to. Re- you need to to pay him. Yep. Yeah, you need to pay him. And pay you him. need to. You need to capitalize on that when you're an athlete. Yeah. When you have in the very narrow window that you have, and for most players, especially forward players, yep, it's a very short window. Yep. So I get it. So what about super super Fred super super Fred super super Fred super Freddie Montero super oh slow it down super <laughs> some syrup in it <laughs> syrup in it no let's let's go let's go on Freddie like I want to yep. I want to kind of hash hash through the Chinese Odyssey and everything and then brought him back. All right, everybody, we are back and back on track, and we have a surprise guest in the studio today. Um, my very good friend of 13, 14 years, uh, Nate Bowling, has uh, joined us for the cast today. We're hoping it'll be a, a regular appearance on the show, but I don't think that's in the cards. His dance card's pretty full. Why don't you say hey, man? Yo, I'm super excited to be here, y'all, honestly. <laughs> no, this idea was hatched, basically. This podcast was uh-huh. hatched. Um, at Sonar Feed yep. uh, in Renton. At a recording that you did, yep. Yep, and, I, and I've been wanting to be on and been listening, so I'm excited to be here. Cool. Thank you, man. Uh, what are you drinking right now, by the way? Uh, I'm sampling a rum that is uh, from New Orleans that we picked up. Yep. Uh, and it is glorious and earthy and special. Mm-hmm. Absolutely earthy. It, the the note in this eggnog. reminds me very... You say it's an eggnog note? I smell there's, eggnog. There's a... <laughs> There is a, a strong kind of uh, nutmeggy kind yeah. of clovey taste to it, but it also has, like you said, that earthy tone. It tastes like a crawfish boil. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Which is a good thing, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely a brilliant thing. We had a great time at on the Mississippi River, yeah. didn't we? By the way, so just audience doesn't really care about this, but you're here anyway. No, no. Yep. Uh, we went to a party at a house on the river side of the Delta. Mm-hmm. It's the last... So uh, river side of the levee. Of the levee, the west right? side of the levee. And right? like the purpose of a levee is to prevent things from being washed away. Yep. And it's on the... By the river. River side of the levee. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh-huh. all right. Yep. Go, I mean, go ahead. And that's why they call them camps and not houses, right? Yeah. Is because they're not permanent. But it's the last of 12 of these structures that exist over the past 150 years. The government has pushed these out. And historically, it's not the case any, right now. 
but historically it has been uh, very non-affluent people, poor people, sure. who have lived on that side of the levee, right? Um, as you know. Yeah. And the government and other entities and, you know, fishing interests and dock interests and mining interests and, or not mining, but uh, refinery interests, yeah. right, have pushed them out um, because they need access to the port land. So definitely an interesting story. I definitely would just encourage anybody story. listening right now, like go to New Orleans, get off Bourbon Street. Oh, yeah. Like get the hell off Bourbon Street. Yeah, but it. like get into the city and the people are phenomenal and the food is even more phenomenal. Yep. Um, I, I probably gained about four and a half pounds, most of it crawfish. But oh, it yeah. No regrets. Like no regrets hashtags are regrets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we spent two and a half days there. Um, Nate was at a conference and yeah. I was there with, with my wife visiting family in Florida and we stopped in New Orleans for a couple of days and... I don't even know. I couldn't point Bourbon, point you to Bourbon Street on a map. Never been there. You did it the right uh, we way. We had a fantastic vacation. Yeah. Highly recommended. So anyway, we are here to kind of finish talking about that first half of the of the San Jose game. Uh, Tim was pointing out on the break that it was kind of. I mean, the whole match was kind of a non-event, right? You have uh, Torres getting uh, oh, getting Torres injured. Torres did his fifteen minutes. How's the, yeah, he does. He had his fifteen minutes of fame, so to speak. But he, perf- I, I felt like he performed pretty well in that fifteen minutes. Uh, um, uh, Kevin talked a little bit. He had to leave. Kevin and Callum, ha- Callum had to leave. We're getting a little late in the afternoon. This Callum season. had a date. Callum had a date. He had to... Uh, Not with Cat, his... by the way, in case you're wondering. No. No. Nope. No. That's a... Uh, Not going to be able to do it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, Kevin was talking about, uh, you know, Torres, uh, you know, kind of iffy performance throughout the year. Yeah. But um, we talked a little bit, uh, just to catch you up, about... Treore and his maybe coaching style, maybe influencing Torres being all over the map uh, with respect to his defending and that strategy, how that did or did not work for the Sounders, did not. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you have any any hot takes on the first 15 minutes of the match. Well, just the thing for me in general about center backs is, is mm-hmm. I've always liked a giant bruiser center back, right? Uh, and I yep. wonder about the feasibility of having... So I, I've been wrong before about things. Quiet, dog. Um, and I wonder about the feasibility of having two giant bruisers. Yeah. Um, I, I really... Marshall and Torres right next to each other? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong about this, apparently. Or, or, or maybe Torres has too many miles on him. Like, he's played, played a ton of games. Like, he came mm-hmm. back from a knee surgery, uh, played through the season, played through the playoffs... Uh, played for Panama, and so you know, and he's a big dude, and knees are bad on big dudes. I'm not super concerned about Torres though. Like we we yeah. we have depth, we can rotate. Yeoman. Like yep. I, I like what Alfaro does. I like what Svensson does. Mm-hmm. Like I, if we have a three and a half center back rotation, that's not the worst thing ever. Uh huh. And I, you know, as uh, speaking of rotation, I was listening a little bit on on some of the commentary on the radio on the airplane uh, back from New Orleans. Haha, and. The commentators who drive me absolutely crazy. Um, uh, uh, um, Keller and Costigan? Yeah, he, Kel, yeah, Keller and Costigan. And they were talking about, I don't understand why if there's a situation that's working for the team defensively or offensively, why you wouldn't keep those players in. And I was basically screaming at him through the well, Keller's a keeper, and that makes sense. Keepers well, play every game, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But that's that, why they that can play into their look, 40s. I mean, and 50s. just build, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it, it, feel, it really feels like he's trying, uh, Schmetzer's trying to build a solid rotation yep. squad, yep. which is what you want to do if you want to have uh, longevity and you want to be able to compete in multiple competitions, particularly Champions League. Particularly mm-hmm. Champions League. 
uh, throughout a year. And if that's going to start, when's Champions League going to start this year? They've done the schedule again. I have no idea. Okay, so nobody knows when Champions League is going to start, but it's going to be at the most inopportune time, I'm sure. And having a good, solid, rotational squad is in there. And we've talked on this pod uh, a couple of times already about defensive depth and how that is a challenge for us in that rotation. Um, Do you feel like we're addressing that? So people are talking about signing another defender and mm-hmm. another center back. Um, I, I understand if we do that, right? Uh, for for with a roster slot or with uh, like a, some, some TAM money. Mm-hmm. But like, I, maybe I'm just just I I, I love attackers. Mm-hmm. And I, here's the struggle, right? We have a really good MLS team. Yep. Right. We have a really really good MLS team that's performing pretty well. Uh, but I'm just greedy, and I I I might bring you on more attackers. You and oh, okay, so. Can we win MLS Cup again with uh, Chad Marshall and Alfaro and Torres during rotation? Sure, I think so. Like I, I don't think Alfaro is problematic at all. I'd like to see him play yep. more. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah. if we have those three plus Vincent, then I'm like, put that money in, atta- in your attack. Mm-hmm. Put it in your attack. Period. Okay, so we've got the depth we need defensively. Maybe stop whinging about it a little bit and well, focus on. We have four guys that are serviceable at center back. Yep. I mean, well, we have. We have one who's really, really good, one who's really good, and two that are pretty damn serviceable. Mm-hmm. But the problem that we've had is we've got the depth, but we're already using the depth because yep. nobody's healthy. You know, that's uh, a good point. I mean, Evans, we're, what week is this? Five or six, and he hasn't even been on the field yet. <sighs> Evans, man. So I mean, O'Neill Fisher was kind of our backup plan, and then he had a pretty decent match. Yeah, and then got subbed out against San Jose because he was kind of. You know, slipping and sliding and, and giving the ball away, but you know we, we've got Svensson that can fire out there. He's all right. Yep. Uh, who else do we have? Jordy Dellum. And I mean, he's young, so he's, so. he's yeah going to have to get broken in. But you know, he's already started against the the, the Mexican club. Okay. Well, let's shift to the attack a little bit. Yeah. So Jovan Jones, he uh, had pace. He started off very strong. Uh, he started off very pacey, really getting deep into the attacking. Uh, third, and uh, in some cases, not having anybody to distribute to was was a significant issue again in this match, right? Um, so uh, he ran into that situation a couple of times, and there was another uh, spot uh, around the, I don't know, 15th minute, uh, maybe it was the 10th minute, where he is caught trying to distribute from that deep right corner, and Nobody is. In, it, it's not that nobody's there to do it, but he receives a very long forward ball, and it sort of bounces off his chest, lands off his feet. He touches it wrong, and it goes out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, for for a, it wasn't a goal kick; it was a, a throw in, I think. And that sort of behavior and that sort of performance is uh, seems to continue with him. Um, he's very young, sure, um, and he's going to develop. But w- what does that look like for you? If I if you're talking about your soccer team, yeah, and you're talking about how you're you're back when they come in the attack is the problem, then like, what do you? It's a good about? problem to have, right? Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's absolutely fair. Okay, cool. Uh, so um, when Torres gets subs out, Svensson is in, subbed out uh, in the third. Or Torres is out in the thirteenth minute. We wait about a minute and a half before we put Svensson in. Yeah. Um, and I, and I really like Svensson's game, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm talking about him. He's man. slotting him in is in that moment pretty problematic because uh, San Jose really took advantage of the confusion. Yeah. And uh, Wando had that 
uh, I think it was, oh, no, it wasn't Wando. It was, um, shoot, I should have this. I apologize. But uh, uh, there was a, a great look on goal from, no, it was Godoy. Um, Godoy had a good look on goal in about the uh, 16th minute as we're still trying to settle into our defense. Mm-hmm. And um, basically that just, it, it puts together the formula that works really well for San Jose, which is ball plus box plus traffic equals good things happening. Well, and, and foul. And foul. Yeah. And pull them down wherever you can because you know your ref is, uh, what's his name? Salazar. Ricardo Salazar. <laughs> who? Uh, who, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed in like the, the 12th minute, um, there was a, a little bit of a foul. Uh, Godoy gets a talking to, and Godoy actually reaches out and touches, touches Salazar's belly. belly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I really think that helped him not get a red later in the match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm, I'm growing exhausted by the amount of fouling that happens to our attackers. Yeah. Like, so this game, it Two was what, 18 to, mm-hmm. what was it? I, was, I, I well, uh, we, we got there fouled was, like three to one here. Right. And, and just, it's been at least three to one most of the season. Yep. Uh, that and ratio is nuts. 18 to 6, 3 to 1. In the one of the reasons the why I don't want Ladero playing centrally is, is I don't mm-hmm. want his legs broken. He's going to get right? yep. kicked like we, we, we don't, the, the league does not protect attacking players. And it it's impacting what we can do in a, like performance wise and like quality play in the league overall. And it's just something I just don't understand why we can't address. Yep, absolutely. So how about jumping way forward into the game in the second half? Honestly, when, it's worth jumping because that first half was forgettable. Was, yeah, and the it's second half was forgettable. pretty forgettable as well. I mean, you, you saw some 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 splashes of hope, right? Some yep. some bright rays, but um, really, I'm I'm I want to move on to the next match, uh, which is what we need to do. But I want to talk about uh, I hate Salazar, sure. and I want to talk about him taking no fewer than three fucking minutes to figure out whether he wanted to give Lodero a card for a tackle for which he didn't blow the whistle until 30 seconds later, for which there was no clear like possession, there was no clear advantage, advantage. given for all of that. And he allows Godoy to chirp at him for 30 seconds and convince him to get a yellow card. And well, I think all honest, of that tackle was bullshit. Was I think all of Sounderdom knows that Ricardo Salazar is hot garbage, I right? Mean, right. We know this, but why is he still first official for these matches? Holy shit, bro. Well, it, it, he's not first. Like, first, he's what? probably fourth or fifth. No, I, but, he's, but he's like the it, referee. Yeah, That's the ref what I mean. He's the, the, oh, like first, yeah, first. or the fourth. <laughs> the, the, pool's, the pool's not deep. Like It's not, but. Frickin' frack. Anyway, okay. Well, I'm done with that guy. Can um, we talk about the goals at least? We yeah, can yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. talk I, I, about the goals. Like, honestly, the goals were phenomenal. So, so here's the hard thing about this game, right? I don't expect a good result against San Jose. Yep. Yeah. And so if you have told me at the beginning we were going to go play ugly, ugly soccer and draw one-to-one, I'd have been like, fine, whatever. No surprises. Which is exactly what happened. But like, damn it, they gave me hope. Yep. Right? Like, yep. The, like that... So goal, Lucy, Charlie Brown. Goal. When Dempsey <laughs> lines up for that free kick, I'm like, okay. Here we go. Okay. And goes right into the wall. And then Ladero just... L- L- so elite soccer players just have an amazing ability to be in the right time at the, wrong, at the right place. And he just found that ball and put it into side netting and it was gorgeous. Uh-huh. And Absolutely. Like that is, that is why we brought him... That is why he's on this team. He's, 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 he's here to do that and score that goal. And then the defense just... To be fortunate. Let's Wondolowski be Wondolowski. Yeah. Well, on the free kick, I mean Dempsey. If you watch the replay, uh, Dempsey Dempsey hit hit the wall, 
and then th- the ball bounces to Ladero, and three uh, three members mm-hmm. of the wall come yep. crashing in. Yep. And like I mean, trained dogs. I'm holding my he three fingers it. up. Yeah. He basically splits the two guys on the left, and then it goes. Yeah, I don't know it just what side of the foot the he used, but yeah, yeah. The the underside. I don't know. It just goes up over the wall, <laughs> splits the defense, and then it goes around it goes the keeper the and inside the yeah. net. And no, it's 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 amazing. You don't even have enough time to like. Oh, Dempsey, God. Oh, hey! <laughs> That's how we wrote it up. All right. You know, usually Dempsey hits the wall, but we don't. You know, last year he'd hit the wall all the time, and then we don't get that goal out of it. But I, I wonder next time if we play, play San Jose, if our team should have like a Belgium undershirt on, because mm-hmm. like clearly he can't score against them. Yeah. I just <laughs> maybe that's our third kit. I, here's wear. the thing: is Chris Wondolowski Belgique. is. Probably the best American goal scorer. Would you say he's a poor man's Clint Dempsey? <laughs> I should have seen that coming, and I didn't, and I'm so pissed at myself. Yeah. No, he is a poor man's Clint Dempsey. With z- actually, no, no, that's not true because Dempsey has style. Yeah. Uh, Dempsey like tries kind of that's odd why things he's on the a field. Poor man's Clint Dempsey. And and Dempsey eats barbecue. And like I feel like all Chris Wondolowski does is go to Supercuts and drink warm milk. Ah. <laughs> Like he's a boring, boring, boring looking man. Sorry. Yeah. Like I, I he got straight A's in woodshop classes. Like he just bores me. I uh, Wondolowski. It's, I, okay, you know what? It wasn't Leonard, right? It wasn't it, so it was Leonard. So, yeah. so I'm happy he's with that. But did we all have the same reaction? Like one yep. last he scored, like of course he did. Yep. Damn it, of, of course, course he did. Of course but, he did. Hey, of course he scored in garbage time. It, it doesn't yep. Yeah. It doesn't happen to us that often. I mean, we could be Kansas City from you know the last four years. Oh, our Kansas City, yeah, yeah. Eight, 88th minute, <laughs> yeah, just guarantee somebody's going to screw up. By the way, they hate us, Kansas City. Yeah, they I can't wait to go. Oh, there. Especially now that, that we kind of knocked them out with some offsides, not offsides. Definitely offsides, but you know who cares? Mm-hmm. All right. The Wizards. <laughs> the right. Stink. So we, we score, and then they... We score, they score, draw. Then, as yeah. soon as we sub, then uh, you know they, they get in the extra time. They get the last... They, hell, they almost scored twice. They so, damn near beat us. Yeah. Uh, Kevin talked, did Two Kevin stops talked on air about uh, Roldan uh, kind of looking. I think we talked about it before. I'll I, clip. I, I think I'll we're recording, but I don't I think... I think I'll clip that in. It was um, I'll find that and clip it in. No worries. Um, so uh, uh, there's another kind of opportunity missed that I want to talk about, which was um, kind of a, a nice long ball to um, uh, to Jordan Morris, uh, deep right, and uh, a very, I mean, just everybody was in position. Everything was where it needed to be. I guess it wasn't a long ball. It was worked in through the middle. And then um, I forget who uh, made the cross or made the the, the dump out to um, Jordan Morris on the right. I think we're in the 65th minute or so. Let's see. It's in my notes. <coughs> Doop, do, do, do. <clears throat> nope, I don't have it in my notes, but I'll cut that out. Don't worry. Um, Jordan Morris, and then he, he, he crosses it in, and uh, Dempsey is has an amazing look. He's got no coverage whatsoever, yeah. and Jordan Morris sends it six yards south of him. Hmm. Um, what's going on there? What's going on with Jomo? I don't... Jordan Morris is in his second year as a professional soccer player. 
like he's developing still, and he's so he's an. Our expectations for Jordan Morris this is to what be I the want to pull out right to be I the mean, American Messiah, right? Like, Mercer Island Messi are not realistic. Yeah, yeah. Like he he's playing. He's in his second professional season he's in like his fifth what? game. Like he can he drink yet? <laughs> I'm not sure. He's 22, 23. I'll look it up. And so, like, the good outweighs the bad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for Jordan Morris slander. Like, there's a lot yeah, of, yeah. like... I'm, like, I'm usually here for that. <laughs> no, no, okay, so should Jordan and, Morris and finish and more of his chances? Yes. 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 But, like, him blowing a pass... It happens. Yeah. It, it happens is. to everybody. It happens to the absolute best players. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we've been a little harsh on, actually, a number of players here in this cast, but that's kind of what we do, yeah. uh, is throw shade. But yeah. out of uh, shape, old dudes throw shade at, at professional athletes. Oh, yeah. That's I how am, it works. I'm, We're a little hard on the beef. I'm down <laughs> to roughly 278 pounds. So as soon as uh, I can, you know, keep pace with a, a kid like Jomo yeah. or, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, Sammy Ochoa, then we'll, we'll be in good shape. By the right? way, uh, for the record, I, I still have an open <laughs> challenge to Sammy Ochoa for a foot race. I can take him. I promise you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I bet you I can beat him in uh, six yards. Okay. <laughs> six yards? Six yards. Like, does he have, are you in blocks or um, how does that work? Well, as long as I know I'm the one pulling the trigger on the starting gun, yeah, I can beat him. <laughs> I just, I'm the I can beat him in the first couple of steps. Okay, let's talk get, Vancouver. Let's talk <laughs> Vancouver on that note. Absolutely. Zero to eighteen, I'm the fastest man. <laughs> Zero to sixty and sixty. Uh. By the way, I'm over scrolling the Vancouver roster, and it's an amazing lineup of like who's who of MLS 2011. Like Tony Chani, <laughs> Breck Shea, uh, Mauro Rosales, dead homie, miss you, man. I miss you, fam. Oh, uh, a sounder. Our Lord and Savior, Freddie Montero. Like it's it's. By the way, Freddie Montero. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to so cry on air about it. I'm glad he's back. No, no, I'm and I'm glad he's back in the league. I'm glad the Portuguese odyssey is over. Uh, the whole Chinese thing didn't work out. Whatever, but like I I'd much rather have him being Rave Green, and I'm I miss yeah. and love the man. Speaking of Chinese adventures, segue to <laughs> um or it's less of a segue and more of a um blind alley, but. How is our dear friend uh, Obafemi Martins doing in the Chinese league? You know what? I have no flipping idea. Yeah. By the way, get it? No flipping idea. Yeah, See what I did oh, there? Hey, yo. Noba flip. Waddle doodle. Bone dry. Um, so Noba flip. Yeah, no. no. Is he, is he going to get bounced from the Chinese league? Is he? We have no idea. Well, we given our luck, he'll play for Portland. That's what happens apparently. No, yeah. I, well, we, is that what we were talking about? We, we don't think he's going to come back to MLS. You know, uh, has he ever gone back to any league? I mean, has he just bounced around? He's, he's a mercenary. He's he going. He's, he's going gun for hire. Yeah, he's going to Qatar. Won't we'll have him on the podcast. Get that golf money. Get that. <laughs> get paid, Oba. Get oh, paid. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what it's about. There you go. Play for Cutter. There you go. <laughs> Cutter for the Cutter national team. Cutter. <laughs> Cutter. All right. So uh, Vancouver. Yep. Uh, coming up, uh, we got a, at least one person on the cast going to Vancouver. Cascadia, yar. Yar. I'm so in. we're I'm we're here for the Cascadia Cup and Wait, do we want to share redacted versions of Cascadia stories? No. Okay. No, we can't do it. Good. Uh, <laughs> not in this. No. We we, we must protect the innocent. I have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag AFAF. <laughs> did you or did you not go to Vancouver and get kicked out of a match for something? <laughs> Yeah. Never mind. Keep it pushing. See, we can't. We Keep can't it pushing. It. We can't talk about this. Uh, but I'm sure there will be <laughs> fake news. Hashtag fake news didn't happen. I don't know anything about Fiji. So, <clears throat> Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's see. Um, do we have any predictions for the match? 
Okay, you know, we, we always, you know, post-match thing. Oh, well, you know, if you would have shown me that we would told me that we would have taken a draw, yeah, I would have taken it, but let's put those, you know, let's put that out right now. What is acceptable? If somebody hands you a, you know, if somebody hands you a draw where we give up a silly, silly goal in the first couple of minutes and then come back in the 88th minute, are you okay with that? I'm okay with it, but I'm still not satisfied, right? No, absolutely like, not. I, we're I'm, a better soccer. Like we're you. a better soccer team than they are. Yep, we're, we're the we're the GD champions of the league. Yep, and if you're the champions of the league, you should go and beat your rivals in their house when they're struggling. And Vancouver's struggling right now. Yep. What's their form right now? You should pause okay. everything and let's look at Wikipedia. Okay. All right. Uh, Vancouver is win, draw, loss, loss, win, loss in their last six. Their last loss was in snowy Salt Lake. Oh, that's the the snowball. Yep, yep, yep. yep. A man on his way to the ground. It's time to pick up a snowball. (laughs) That's one of my favorite things on the internet. So I I don't believe in the transitive property of soccer results, but Vancouver lost to RSL, and RSL lost to Minnesota, and Minnesota probably couldn't beat Lincoln High School right now. (laughs) And so Vancouver's hot garbage, and we should win. We feel so bad for Minnesota right now. I, but I, why, what the, their entry strategy was hot garbage. We're, we're not gonna, we're gonna go with you know, salary cap and bring in no DPS and promote our NASL team and everything's gonna work out. Somebody no fam, it didn't work out. Right? Somebody has to be Chivas. Well, but but I thought <laughs> I thought NYCFC you know playing in their AAA baseball park would be Chivas, but apparently not. Yeah. No, Minnesota's gonna figure it out because like it's a parody league, so like they'll get Magic Tam money or Magic allocation money and they'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, yeah. but damn, they're awful. Like yeah. they are trifling yep but, but that's the point right so like it's an average league and if you're an above average team uh again like i i would like a win this weekend yep. so so predictions uh what i want to see is 2-1 mm-hmm. what i think is likely is 2-2 okay so who's gonna get those goals and uh does he celebrate if uh, he does get those goals god so <laughs> do the stands and Freddie, do, do the away fans Freddie say Monster, super uh, freddy or does he Pull a, a Sebastian Latou in like, uh, uh, oh, it's Miami, it's Miami. I'm not going to celebrate. I think he's going to celebrate low key, like kiss the wrist, and then you know stand rigidly or something like that. Yeah, he'll I think do. He's gonna he'll do. do he'll genuinely flag with my hands. Right. Like, yeah, but 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 honestly, like goals. Off. I goals in soccer are so rare. I don't envy a man for celebrating. Of course, right? Uh, yeah, that w- it would not surprise me at all to have the game be two two. Uh, Montero score one goal. One of their garbage homegrown kids score like score a goal. The sixteen year old oh, phenom. Isn't he fifteen? I, I don't know. Like, like he's that. not old enough to drink in Canada yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then goals from you know Dempsey and Ladero don't surprise me at all. Yeah. Or Marshall's due for a head on a set head on a set piece. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Svenson. That would be magic. Svensson as well. Yeah. Chat, Chat Marshall's gonna win the Golden Boot <laughs> chant at the beginning of the year last year. Was so they had fantastic. a weird thing they were doing in set pieces last year where Marshall wasn't trying to score; he was heading it back across the face of goal. And I'm like, be be more selfish, fam. Like, yeah, put that ball in the goal. Do it. Yeah, don't 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 wait for somebody else to get the garbage. Yeah. Be, what if, be what the if garbage. Ozzie connects on one of those uh, long distance howitzers? Th- yeah. Oh, my <laughs> oh, he was he just when he gets yes. those opportunities like he did in this match. Yeah, he oh. laced off like three of them, and yeah. they weren't bad. Oh. No, no. Well, no, here's the thing: one was inches top right. Okay, so I let's mean, be honest. If, if if he was actually hitting those on a regular basis, he would not be an MLS. 
Right. Right. Like no, that's a good point. He'd be that's like Stephen Gerrard stuff from way back. I, I was thinking Michael Essien, but like same same idea, right? Same thing. So it's a Friday night game, by the way. How do we feel about that? Uh, we've had a couple another of those Friday. already. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Canada behaves on a Friday night. Well, um, no, I just mean like border traffic, right? Like you cut out of work and try to get up there. Like, ugh. yeah, yeah. It's, you got to make a, it's a serious escape plan. Yeah. I, I um, hate, I hate the the Cascadia matches. You know that are on weird things. It needs to be pretty much like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. a big rivalry people have time game. to come down, go up, or Vancouver. You know, Portland. The Sunday night ones, I thank God we're hosting them. Can yeah. you imagine the drive back to Portland oh, after God. getting your lunch handed to you? Then you have to sit in the, you know, three hours of I five. Yeah. So drive who are, through sit in front of CenturyLink for half an hour shaking your fist, and you don't know how to get your own gas. You're in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> who on Vancouver's roster are we afraid of? Because I I'm, I'm looking at their roster right now, and I'm just like, uh, Mauro Rosales. What do they have left? Breck Shea. Like it's it's not they're they're not a team full of world beaters. I can imagine. I I just don't want shit break. I mean Breck Shea. To, shit break. Uh, <laughs> I don't want him to 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 punish us in any way because he's he is that's that, why I'm worried about his that Breck cowboy. Shea. You're actually are you serious? Yeah yeah yeah. F- on on what grounds? Uh, mm, <laughs> Wondolowski grounds like low rate no. Wondolowski grounds no. that he'll pick up some garbage and he'll he'll make it happen. No. Well, we're going to unretire his, Zach Scott for this match and he's going to mark him out of the game. And his beautiful, beautiful hair. Is Kakuna Mane healthy right now? Like, he's 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 a dangerous player, Did right? he get traded? Tell me, am I, am I paying that little attention to the league right now? Did, Are you he, go, did he go to uh, Columbus? Nobody knows. No. Kakuna Mane, I think, went to Columbus. Mane, Mane. I'm going to do internet Pause. research. Y'all keep... Yeah, Mane is in Columbus. So. I need to watch the roster more often, apparently. So yeah. I'm afraid of... No, I'm afraid of Montero, apparently. Montero. Yeah. And, well, uh, service from Rosales if he gets in the game. Wait, so they traded a 22-year-old attacker with unlimited potential for Tony Chani? Well, at least he's now living in the States, and he doesn't have to travel that far. But he's living in Ohio, though, fam. Like, <laughs> why, oh, why, oh, why oh, did uh, I get traded to Ohio? <laughs> okay, so so the, the threats on their team are Montero and service from Rosales if Rosales gets in. Hurtado. But, Don't forget... The big hurt. Eric Hurtado? Come on, man. <laughs> just, so they're, 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 that, that's to the point, though. Like, we should come, we should come at this game with a win. Like, we should come out with a win. Yeah, that's Absolutely. the reason why they'll beat us, is because we can't think of a way they're going to beat us. <laughs> <laughs> it's the transitive properties. Like, ah, this team, this team, this team. Oh, Vancouver wins all of a sudden. Yeah. That's, I, that's probably why RSL got beat by Minnesota. They didn't even t- need to tie their shoes up and... Somehow Minnesota comes out and there's a couple of mistakes, but I think Fry's in great form and it's either two nil or one nil. I think he gets a clean sheet out of this. Hmm. Sweet. Mr. Steer your goal. Mr. Steal your goal. <laughs> I'm wondering about our midfield still. So like obviously we're playing, you mm-hmm. know, the four, two, three, one. Predicting that game, sure. right? Uh Ozzy and Roldan are, are locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh ship. And uh, Ladera out wide, mm-hmm. Dempsey. Are are we better off playing a four four two with Dempsey and Morris up top, or are we gonna so. keep going with four two three one? Have a couple of diamonds, a diamond in the. Uh... Uh, the Dempsey diamond was bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, in a four four two, you still want that partnership as long as you can keep Ozzy and Roldan together. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe a uh, a a six two two. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> three three two two or just keep the four two three one going. Well, going back, four, we, two three one's not terrible. We we talked about like like new acquisitions and, and like where yeah. I would want the money to go. Yeah. And the thing is, is like they're all serviceable, but I also wouldn't mind seeing an upgrade, mm. right? Like I I like what ship brings brings to the game, but ship's not a world beater. Like ship to me is a above average MLS player, right? Uh, I like I like seeing, seeing Wingo come in. I like seeing Alvaro yeah. come in, right? Yeah. But like none of them are game changers. I, I I want us to pick up a game changer, and then that. What if we were to go back to you know the the having having Morris on the right and play Bruin up top, Bruin up top, and leave Ship on the bench. I think that we owe it to so Jordan Morris is going to make his living as a soccer player as a forward, mm. and I think based on his decision to stay here and not go off to Deutschland. That like we owe it to him to play play him forward. Um, I I think that there's and he re- needs minutes. And I and I don't think that Will Bruins a better forward or a more dangerous forward than he's not going to stretch the defense with speed. But yeah. he could. <laughs> he's certainly not. He's, he's a big <laughs> fellow that can, he loves the contact. Yeah. and he could essentially, you know, take draw a def- not draw a defender and stretch the line, but maybe take him to one side and then have 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 Morris or. I think Fisher, I think Bruins' best work. uses are is, is are Alan Gordon. Yeah. Like bring him in 89th minute, bring him in 80th minute, and bring him in. I hear me. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the best use is <laughs> Alan Gordon and, and bring him in late as a, as a human wrecking ball goal scoring machine. Like he's physical. I I, I our, our attack is good, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's it's weird because. I'm, I'm rambling right now because I'm thinking about this out loud. Mm-hmm. It's just the, the nature of MLS that like you're always going to have a weakness someplace. And so the question is, is like, where's our weakness going to be? I think our weakness is just the, the officiating. If they let people bang on us, yeah. then we're not going to be able to move the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the late defensive shifts have not served us well. Yeah. Um, we talked before you got here about, uh, about the shift to rolled on to right back. Hate it. Instead of, it, mm. it's terrible. But we also had some kind of uh, in the off time. And by the way, I don't even care if he's good at it. I just hate it. Like, right. that man belongs, great. He he's basically going to, within three years, he'll be the best defensive midfielder in the league. Leave him in the freaking midfield. So we're wondering, I'm wondering, nobody else is wondering this, but I'm wondering if this is like a long-term coaching strategy to give Roldan some minutes in that space so that he can see what his position looks like with a semi-quality player in it. But it doesn't make that doesn't make sense either because they're not putting. That's overthinking that's, it, man. That is overthinking yeah, I think yeah. If everyone was healthy, you're you're still not moving him. No. You're going to keep those two together, and if you have to put somebody in for uh, an attacking, you know, you're going to pull. I don't know. I don't know who you're going to pull. But whenever you see Roldan playing in right back, that means Brad Evans' ha- hamstring isn't healthy. That's, yep. that's the answer, right? Like Evans is supposed to be in the 18 and becoming in at right back and becoming in. Yeah. But like Evans' hamstring. Evans over 30 and has a bad hamstring. Mm-hmm. And that's been the issue for at least three seasons now. Mm. Mr. Glass. So I'm going back to hamstrings. Yeah. Is, how's Torres? Do we have any uh, reports on Torres' condition? I don't expect to see him this week, and I don't want to see him this week. Like, okay. Let him get healthy. Let him heal. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, too, yeah. about you know we're, uh, putting people in. We, we have fit. a rotation. Like, yep. Give that's me some rotation. Oh, if nobody rotation. Is, is close to 100%, then we can't use that rotation. Everyone's just... Well, just, just if, you're, if you're injured enough to get subbed out of a game, then you shouldn't be healthy enough to come in the next game. That's just kind of common sense to me. If you have depth, yeah, and we have depth. Right. I, I, get all our own minutes. Okay. 
That's beautiful. That was Alfaro center and left, or is he? Who's who's our backup left back? Alfaro. Okay, so he he's a center back and left back at far as far as depth. Yeah, and we know we know Big Swede can play in the center back. He yep. can play the number six or the number eight, and he can also fill in at right back. So we've got yeah. We've Although Svensson, so I, I prefer so Svensson's prefer per, sorry Svensson's preferred position is defensive midfielder. Yeah. My preferred position for him is center back. My non-preferred position, and I'm sure for him as well, is right back. Mm-hmm. Like that that game at right back was not. It wasn't beautiful. But I, it's also not that beautiful was what, for Rodon, and it's be- also not beautiful for whoever Roldan's filling in. For, also right? fair. I mean, it's it's not pretty no matter who we have in that position. So is the answer, we need a healthy right back? We need a healthy, quality, serviceable right back? That isn't Brad Evans? Well, we need Brad Evans at 100%, and then just if Brad goes down, we have Odash, well, so Our right back is always going to be a shitty right back. Do we all acknowledge... Like right fielder. Do we all acknowledge that we're all mad at how much effort Tyrone Mears showed against oh it my when God. he came in for Atlanta? Yes. Like, I'm like, oh, where was that last year, Tyrone? No, hey, Tyrone, where was yeah, that last year? Like, talked I, about that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I. Unreal. Basically, we have a roster choice, a roster decision between Tyrone Mears and Brad Evans, and we chose Brad, and Brad's not healthy. Yep. It's a long season. Like, we're talking yeah, here in April, right? later, and he's getting better at right back, yeah. and he his captaincy from that position is pretty effective, I think, yeah. um, because he's not up front. He's not doing that. He can he can advocate a little bit better from well, that position. Although, I think the Brad Evans captaincy window is, cl- for me, it's closed. If you can't stay healthy, you can't be the captain of the team. Yeah, I don't think he's getting that arm back yeah. anytime soon. That's fair. We've got what? That's fair. Ozzy, captain. Yep. You know, Roldan, captain. I mean, in order of preference or in order of, you know, pecking order, it's probably Dempsey, then, you know, then Ozzy, then Roldan. Well, I'm going to knock on wood right now. Okay. Captain Chad Marshall. Like, like Chad Marshall is, mm-hmm. to, to, he came, when we signed Chad Marshall, I was like, what in the hell are we doing? This is why I teach high school and not a GM, yeah. right? I was like, why are we bringing in this old, Concussion history, da 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 da, and Marshall has been nothing but steady. Eh. <laughs> I say I, that uh, wasn't. He's he's gone down, you know, a couple times, and he's missed, you know, matches. I guess just like everybody else, right? But but, but not nearly. No. I, given his concussion history, I thought that he was going to miss a ton more games than he has, and he's oh yeah, like he's been well enough to like get back in the U.S. national team pool and everything else. All right. Well, so I do have. So you're going to the game. Uh, oh. What's your? What are you excited about for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. What are you, you. What are you excited about for the trip? Like, because <laughs> the Vancouver away trip is really, really fun. Man. I, I've made it. it a great. Trip. I've made it several times. What well, are you excited about? Uh, it's you know my birthday's Sunday. My wife's birthday's Monday. So we're. Just oh, you'll be 27. <laughs> uh, no, just basically, I I wanted to go, and she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do this because she thinks she owes me from <clears> my 40th. What, um, what happened at your 40th? Oh, I just went to Vegas and didn't, you know, it was either Vegas or, or Col- uh, Col- yeah, Colorado Rapids away. And Wait, did she Vegas. send you to Vegas or did no, you she go went with me. her? We went to okay. friends. All right. But it just didn't, you know, had some expectations and it didn't work out. Vegas never meets your expectations. No, Vegas no, 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 is no. Fact. I just wanted to go real fast in the car that I was never going to buy. That was, <laughs> that's that's why I wanted to go to Vegas and we didn't do that, so. Whatever. So, oh, Vancouver. I can drive 70 uh, once we get north of uh, King County, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. So that's, um, and really 75, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. No, really not me. Put the pedal to the metal. 70 with an umlaut? <laughs> uh, I've been to Vancouver once, same game that you guys went to uh, when we won the Cascadia Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great experience. Um, 
I'm I have no expectations other than just to go and goof off. I would love three points. Yep. Um, but I'm still kind of in the afterglow of MLS Cup, and until July, as long as we have a team that looks like they can get healthy by yep. the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, we've proven we've we've set the bar so low right now as far as expectations. <laughs> like Jesus, as long as we have. S2 fully staffed, we should be able to get through the rest of the season. But isn't that kind of joyless? Like, I'm fine being mediocre as long as we can figure shit out by the oh, playoffs. It sucks, but he, he, I mean, I, I, but I'm that's passionate. the model. Yeah, I'm passionate. That's I, I want to win. The yeah. season is long. We play 38 games. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's so long, yeah. right? It's a baseball season. Yeah. I mean, March or April to October... And then postseason yep. through December, through I mean through November, and then a game in December. But it's a long season; yeah. it's a lot to deal with. And so we don't have CCL, but we do have uh, hopefully Open Cup. Hopefully, we'll have Open Cup to contend with, and, and we won't Dude. basically quit. No, I want to win the season on Open Cup. Want to go uh, <laughs> fuck up some a holes? <laughs> <laughs> But no, but you remember when you got off the bus that one time? Yeah, we're not telling we're that not story. Telling thank you. We're not telling it. that story. All we're, right. I, just, <laughs> I, I apologize to the entire nation of Canada for my vulgar language that one time that Steve's bringing up. Let's move on. Let's move on. No, so, um, opposing. So, one of the things that I'm really excited about uh, for this cast is. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this right now. You're good. You're just okay. soft spoken today. Oh, that's what it is. I had to, to bump it up a little bit. <clears throat> you were saying what now? I don't know what I was saying. Oh, okay, great. You One of the things that I'm super excited about this podcast is that we were planning to get some opposing uh, supporters' viewpoints and yeah. get their their opinions on how their team is doing, what they're planning to do, and what they feel about the Sounders. Like, earnestly, honestly, uh, we had a great interview or a great uh, kind of four-question parlay to uh, the PLO5, uh, which is a Houston group that is attached to one of the uh, SB Nation groups sure. and, and and features on their cast and unofficial stuff like that. Official, official, unofficial, official. And um, so we've made an investment in the cast and bought this cute little portable audio recorder um, that uh, our friend Tim Hamilton is going to smuggle across the border. Actually, I think. Oh, well, can I take it to LA the following weekend? Cause I'm going to LA. For yes, that. you can. Yeah. Yes, you should. Although I'm, I'm infamous for screaming terrible things. about. I don't care. Okay, good. That's what this podcast oh, is please. for. Good. And so if you give me the content, you're giving me license to use it on the cast. For sure. So there you go. Yep. You're responsible for your own voice, right? So you elected Schwarzenegger. You did what? <laughs> um, so Timbo is going to take this recorder to Vancouver, and Nate's going to take this recorder down to L.A. the following week uh, while I'm moving uh, from one house to another. Thanks, Alaska Airlines. Yeah, thanks. Um, and um, we're going to try to get some perspectives from, from some people pregame, at game, and postgame, and share that along with it so you don't just hear us talking in a circle every week. So um, this is our plan. Uh, we have a strong away contingent on this uh, on this cast, and we want to leverage that to bring you folks really good content every week. So thank you so much for your patience with us as we uh, uh, build this uh, as we build this podcast and kind of build this platform and try to find our voice. Where's we'll my be- MeUndies check? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we did a we actually did a pretty good. Uh, 
impromptu promo for Be the Match because we heard Charlie Murphy died of leukemia. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy died of leukemia. Uh, so Sad we did days. a Be the Match. Uh, I'm a Be the Match um, potential donor uh, for bone marrow. And uh, we certainly do encourage. Or Wait, I, I was making an underwear joke. You're getting really serious right now. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, so we're, we're not looking for sponsorships. That's not the point. He's not looking. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, show me the money, right? But anything that you can do to support anybody that you care about in memory of anybody you care about is a wonderful thing. Also, please give us a sponsorship if you can. Um, <laughs> we'll try that again. Uh, but at any rate, yeah, that's not the point of the cast. The cast is is here to contribute to the community and uh, make sure that you folks are maximizing your experience as fans and uh, that we're sharing our perspective and getting other perspectives and just building a stronger ecosystem uh, for for Major League Soccer, especially for these expansion teams. Right? I want to I want to go to Minnesota if we ever play the, those idiots. Well, and, if you go to Minnesota, you're still going to see goals. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a true so. statement. Um, but at any rate, uh, we really thank you for your support and your patience as we uh, move forward on this adventure. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, you have been listening to the Flounders B Team podcast with Nate Bowling, Tim Hamilton, Steve Kettleson, and uh, Kevin Zamira, and Callum Scott. Thank this you so the, much. This is the best tertiary sounders podcast ever. That's right. Uh, yeah, Nate was telling us earlier that uh, he had a realization that we have unlimited potential with a very limited audience. So <laughs> we're glad you're part of that audience, and we hope you'll continue. Thank you so much. Flounders B Team Podcast. This is Tim Hamilton, and you're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I wanted to talk with Tim about his away match experience. Say hey, Tim. Hi, Tim. <laughs> so Tim is at Muffin Top Model on Twitter. Um, so how did you, how did you, Tim, go about, uh, how did you manage to get up to Vancouver this time? Uh, we drove. We took an away trip. My wife, uh, my wife's birthday is on Monday, and mine's on Sunday. So we decided to make a weekend out of it. We uh, took Friday off of work, uh, hopped in our our vehicle, and the jalopy. Yeah, the jalopy, and we hit the, the muffin road. jalopy. So 
<laughs> the Muffmobile. The Muffmobile. Don't say that. That's a no, terrible muffin idea. Muffin top model was an option for vanity plates, <laughs> and my wife would not let us drive it because uh, that's a reasonable response from your she wife. She said, I'm going to be in this effing car. No <laughs> way am I going to have a muffin top model on the license plates. So, uh, so yeah, we hit the road. Um, got up really easily. Uh, we we left probably you know dropped dropped the child off at uh, at the in laws and and just started motoring. We stopped for gas, stopped for food, got to Canada, got breezed right through uh, Canada. I think celebrates Easter as a four day weekend. So oh yeah, heading south into the states, that line was a mile or so deep. But getting into Canada, they you know we. Once we got to the gate, it was about two or three cars deep. We cruised right through. What are you here for? We're here for a Sounders match. Um, do you plan on committing any crimes? No. They asked you whether you want to <laughs> commit any crimes? No, it, it was it was pretty easy. <laughs> what are you here for? We're for a Sounders match. Uh, okay, um, thanks for coming out in, the, out in the boot. Out in the boot? Out in the boot. <laughs> so um, we checked into, uh, what did I say, the grand something? Uh we, we, the our, Georgian. You oh, said yeah, something yeah, yeah. about the Georgian. The, the Georgian Corral? What? The, the Golden Corral. <laughs> Would you like a salad bar with that? Yeah. Our our hotel was literally uh, a, a, a stone's throw. I could see into the beach of the stadium. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, the wife booked that on Expedia. No uh, no sponsors here. So we checked in the hotel. Uh, Expedia.com. <laughs> .com. We, we checked in. We hung out for a little bit the uh hung out in the hotel room yeah yeah uh, just just you know because we went in the car for three hours. did you have like a suite with a wet bar with a little airplane bottle no or? no no there's an okay. honor bar and uh we honor could bar have, we could have all of the wait, shampoo wait, 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 conditioner wait, 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 wait. and honor bar honor bar not on her bar but no no but and but so they're just no you, you no. take what you want and you pay for it that does exist but that you're you're making you're too much no this was not in our hotel room we had a fridge oh okay and uh, it was empty, and I'm making too much of the honor bar. <laughs> yeah, you're focused on the honor bar, but I, it, well, I'm a I'm a beverage aficionado. Yeah, we yeah exactly. We love our beverages, mm-hmm. but um, cheers. So our, I looking <laughs> looking right out the window at BC Place, so we knew we weren't gonna you know we could stagger home after after celebrating our victory. Um, but uh, the non-bussers were going to meet at a place called the Pint, which was probably about four or five blocks from our hotel, and then we'd do the March to the Match. Well, we got to the pint uh, right at 3 o'clock, got downstairs. We had a private party. Only East, only ECS and Sounders fans were, were down there. Um, great place. Um, I think it doubles. Did you, did you eat Oh no! Yeah, before yeah, yeah. the match? Okay. They, they, had a, they had drink specials where you, oh, buy a, you buy a pint of beer, and it comes with half a dozen wings. What? It was amazing. Yeah, so I had to, uh, you know, uh, we, we ate and we drank and uh, had a pint of... Kokanee and about three Co- Red Bull vodkas. Kokanee beer. Yeah, I've been to I've been to that stadium two times, and I've been to uh, was it uh, the temporary stadium? Was that called BC Place? No, uh, that was called that was the Olympic temporary one, right? Yeah, and it's it's blowing my mind right now. It's it's way over. Uh, it, but, yeah, <laughs> I have some stories about that place that I'll tell you tell you one day, but probably not this day. Uh, but yeah, I've been there a couple times, and 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 every time I've had a really positive experience. The food in Vancouver, everything's expensive in in Vancouver except the food. But it's Canadian dollars, yeah. So you're and go. oh man, oh man, 
950 for a, a great teppanyaki plate, um, you know, uh, or, you know, just sashimi in a salad bowl or whatever you like. It's fantastic. The seafood, the seafood in that area, in that district is fantastic. Empire Stadium? Is that the old one? No, maybe that's just furniture or carpet. <laughs> Five eight eight two three. This is the sponsor show, apparently. <laughs> so, so anyway, all right. So um, so you ate. You went to the moving right pints. along. March. Uh, yeah, actually, the buses got. Well, the buses uh, they dropped all their their ECS the the ECS fans that actually uh-huh. got to take the bus up. Uh, they dropped them all off, and we actually had a bunch come down. So I think they unloaded and all cruised in and. So we we had about a half hour, forty five minutes worth of just kind of uh, singing and drinking in the bar. Of course, uh, but they encouraged us to close up our tabs early, and that way we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't be left behind as the ants go marching two by two. Hurrah, hurrah! So we hit we hit the streets, and we're marching. We're marching. I had the task cam out a little bit. Our task cam, by the way, is our uh, remote uh, recorder, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked out pretty well. And maybe you'll find that out later stick around um so we're we're marching and people have their you know regular folks that are just minding their own business drinking Mm -hmm. coffee sitting on curbsides and whatever had their their cell phones out recording us and as we marched i I don't know if they knew that there was a match today or if they're thinking these are just americans protesting something because (laughs) that's what they do but we uh well that's kind of a new phenomenon right i mean we don't get political on this podcast but no, just just Americans doing yep. American things. All right. Um, so we <laughs> so we got that. I I don't know if they you know other away fans rally like we do. I imagine Portland does because it's the Cascadia. But I I can't imagine anybody anybody else in the league shows up and and you know more than a couple of dozen folks to even attend the match. But uh, we rallied. We we got down there. We uh we got caught off at a couple of. Stoplights where we had to wait for the signal to change to meet up with the front of the line. Got right, into the stadium. Like, uh, it's not like uh, Seattle where you've got police block- blocking traffic and and signaling you across. No, we did have security, but I think they were just uh, to to make sure that the all the ants got into the stadium. Yep, and the uncles. Two by two. Two by two. Hurrah! So yes, we get into the stadium a couple hours early. Um, I Again, talk for your security. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they let us in this, uh, the gate C, and they let us uh, just kind of mingle around, get beverages, and just use the restroom. And, and they kind of they do the best to separate and reduce the likelihood of people acting a fool. Yeah, that's the same the world over, right? Yeah, yeah. I imagine. I I don't. Other than a couple of away matches, the Cascadia matches, I haven't really had any uh, experience with security watching over us. So, I mean, I, I went to the Toronto match, but I don't think I was escorted by anyone. I don't. That must that must have happened behind the scenes. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're 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 sitting there. You're waiting for the match to start for two hours. What do you do for those two hours? We're drinking and singing. Okay. And how's the beer? The beer was great. I had another kokanee and a Bud Light. Do you get free um, wings in the stadium too? Not in the stadium, no, <laughs> sir. Uh, we, uh, at the, you know, like they gave me one in a can and one in a cup, and people were kind of Wait. having having fun at the fact that these cups have lids and they're like sippy cups and whatnot but oh yeah i remember the sippy cups if you've ever i mean you want a lid if you've ever carried a you know an open beverage around you mm-hmm. get bumped you get jostled and some of that beer just does not yeah 
does not uh, fulfill its destiny, which is in your belly. So I'm happy to have the Absolutely. sippy cup. Forget about it. Uh, so then, uh, yeah, then there was the match. Uh, the match was the match. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. Um, well, I remember going there for uh, USA Jamaica Women's World Cup, and that was a heck of a match. It was a good time, and I remember the sippy cup beer, and I remember kind of standing around. I was by myself. My wife couldn't make it. We had uh, we had documentation issues, uh, believe it or not, going into Canada. And, um, you know, her passport had expired and then we were, yeah, we were trying to figure out how to get EDL quick and it just didn't come in time. So I ended up going with, uh, uh, Nate Bowling and his wife, uh, Hope and, uh, we had separate tickets. They were seated in two different spots of the stadium. So I'm kind of the, kind of the nerd sitting there by myself with an empty seat next to me and I don't know anybody. And for some reason I'm feeling a little, you know, antisocial. So I don't really talk to anybody around me. And, um, so it wasn't the greatest fan experience, but yeah. it was a great, great match. Really enjoy that stadium. Uh, I've been up there for another, uh, ECS away, um against oh heck i don't well obviously it was against vancouver <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh that was a great fantastic experience ecs always puts puts together a great uh a great away group so that was uh probably two and a half years ago very nice but anyway uh some things that i did not know existed you know here in at, at CenturyLink, we uh we just have a couple of, of a crew of about about four or five guys that that hose the field off. Um, this is a closed stadium. I'm not certain it opens. Uh, the sunlight does shine through. Right. They've got those. Uh, they've got those awnings that they can retract yeah. to kind of adjust the light. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. the I, rain. The the I don't know if it's open to the elements if it wa- they <clears> want it to be. But uh, they had a some sort of a crop duster type zamboni that. <laughs> <laughs> that would spray the field. It looked like they were, you know, putting insecticide on it or something. You know, a guy would do laps and DDT. And yeah, just just hose the field down that way. Where you know we're so used to it in Seattle, the guys just come out there and mm-hmm. they spray and then they backpedal and one guy holds uh, the bulk of the hose and the other one runs the nozzle. Right, right. So it doesn't sound dirty when you talk about it that way, but um, <laughs> yeah, they, the Zamboni went through. Uh, Zach Scott was out there with. Uh, Jackie Montgomery, so we got to razz him a little bit. Uh, oh, really? Not sure if it was caught on, on the uh, on the air or not. Okay. Um, yeah, and and then there was the match. Uh, Jackie Montgomery's the uh, MLS dot com sideline person for Sounders FC, for Sounders, right? Correct. Yep. Yes. Um, and Zach Scott is a former Sounder, Mister Sounder, Mister Sounder. And he's retired, so he must have he mm-hmm. must have got the day off from uh, from slalom. They must have let him uh, work remotely or check out. What's and, he doing at slalom? I assume nothing. Uh, like I, IT I, consulting, I or don't is know, he yeah. a marketing dude? Don't know. I I, I just know that uh, slalom is is near the stadium. I think they're in the King Five building. Okay. I okay. Think. But that's where I've seen him last. Yeah, slalom consulting is. Uh, Pretty big deal, IT consulting firm, right? I believe so. Okay, I know Great. nothing other than just their their seats are down by the digital board. Okay, super. So uh, let's talk about the match, unless you want me to finish my entire trip and then we can cut the match. Well, no, we can uh, definitely talk about the the match. And so, what was the pregame like? You got a chance to talk with uh, with somebody interesting. Oh, uh, James Woodard, the 
British voice in stadium announcer at BritVox US. Yes, I recognize him on, on Twitter. Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> I recognize him on Twitter, <laughs> and I hear his voice. And uh, That's what Twitter means. Yeah. Then I just <laughs> asked him a couple questions and was just shooting the bowl with him, trying to get the fire up the Tascam, and uh, we talked for a few minutes, and then the drums started up, and, and so we had to cut the interview short, and a few minutes later, there was a break. He just came walking back because he likes the show, and wants it to heap all kinds of praise on the show, about the show, and that he's been a fan and really, really, really wanted to sit down with us. This was him doing most of the, the work than me. He found me. Oh, Mr. Woolard wants to be on the show? Absolutely. I'm, oh. I'm making all of this up. So, <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, he was. I did interview him. but it, I know he's a fan of the show. Yeah. He's uh, he's talked to us a little bit on Twitter, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have an in-stadium personality interested in what we're doing. So that's fantastic. Nah, he's great. Right on. Okay, so after you had the interview with Woolard, um, you're in the stadium, you're in the stands, you're listening to the drums, you're listening to the people, you're having other conversations. Oh, yeah, the, the ECS are great. I mean, I was a member. I was jumping mm-hmm. and singing best I could and trying to watch the, the match through some of our uh, our flags and two poles. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the match, the fan experience was better than the match because it didn't end the way we wanted it to. Of course. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about that later. Um, I will, you know, move on to the after match if... Uh, or do you want to talk about the match as as we go? Well, let's just go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about the match. Perfect. So other than the result, Tim, how'd you feel about the match? The match was all right. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing in Vancouver because their fans are very polite and uh-huh. they sit and they're quiet and <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> awesome. I mean, like I said, the stadium was easy to get to. The fans just are non-existent. It was I don't know, like watching the BPL well, or something. Well, they're present. Oh, they are they're there, present. but they're Canadian and they're polite and I don't know. They're just like, like I said, I I wouldn't mind. I I don't know what we sounded like to them, but I could tell what they sound like to us. And they only stood up twice, and that was when uh, they found the net. And they, maybe that's just because they've had. Uh, really crummy form up until this point. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we we had some predictions that we would do quite a bit better. Um, Vancouver hasn't done that well since they lost to the Tigres uh, in CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. I mean, and they made a great showing in that tournament, right? Um, On March 14th, they lost 2-0 to Tigres, who were hosting. And then then they played uh, Toronto FC in the season opener. <clears throat> they played uh they played LA Galaxy and 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 crushed them 4-2 on April 1st and then they lost 2-1 at home uh against uh Tigres again in the CONCACAF Champions League semis uh the second second leg of it and they just quite haven't I don't know it doesn't feel like they've really been in form since then April 8th uh Real Salt Lake Tossed them three uh, nil, and snow. then of course uh, the result two one against us it seemed like it was out of form, but they've been all over the place, and it, it's been hard. Um, you know, in retrospect, our predictions were probably a little uh, a little bit off, just because we, we we I mean, Nate talked about this a little bit earlier. We just see when we want to see Ws, right? We just want to see wins. We want to see our boys perform the way we know they can. Uh, 
any particular players you want to call out on form? No, this is a complete nightmare. As far as Seattle fans, we don't want the ghosts of Freddy to to beat us. And of course, well, the ghost of Freddy didn't beat us. Yes. Freddy came and fucking beat us. <laughs> uh, you're right. I, I think we're all not that we're looking past, but we think okay, the team has had really you know subpar performances. They're right. Well, I think that's as close to a trap game as you can. You know, right. Maybe we're thinking we can play L.A. next week. All we have to do is show up and not tie our boots on. Well, uh, we gave Vancouver plenty of chances. They did absolutely nothing with them the first half. And then uh, they came back to uh, to haunt us in the second half. We just gave mm-hmm. the ball away too many times. And then uh, we lost Freddie a couple of times, and that's all it takes. Just, just a couple of times. So we've talked a little bit about the defense and the shifts in the second half that haven't served us well uh we've taken a couple different perspectives on that we've talked about Roldan shifting that right back role and I think it we we've shown that he's pretty ineffective there but now I'm starting to wonder because we saw Svensson in that uh in that uh in the the center back role and he was caught looking a couple of times, at least definitely the first Montero goal. It's um, yeah. It, it, the worst part about it. And Guy pointed this out in conversation mm-hmm. uh, while we were texting each other while watching, you know, Svensson's been pretty much the, the goat for three out of the last four mm-hmm. goals against us. Uh, where do we could look? We look back and it was uh, San Jose. He got beat in the last second by, uh, by uh, Wondolowski. And then, uh, mm-hmm. where else have we been since then? Freddie, obviously, mm-hmm. and I'm missing a goal. Oh, even back in against New York, yep. we just kind of lost track of uh, Bradley White Phillips. I, we love Svensson, but the, at this point, there's been a few hiccups, and I don't know if it's just oh. the communication. Maybe Kevin more. loves Svensson. Yeah. I don't know why yet. Well, uh, we'll talk to him about it. Maybe he's changing <laughs> his mind because you know stats don't lie. We were trolling him in the. Uh, we have a, a kind of a little Twitter uh, DM that we do back and forth for the the foundation of the of the of the uh, of the cast here. And he every time something bad happened after we started calling him out on that, he said, "Up oh, that <laughs> Clint Dempsey didn't hit that goal because it's fence." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so he's counter trolling. So you know maybe he's going to show up and maybe that's going to happen, but. It, it seems like every time we shift rolled on to right back, we're getting scored against. I would probably, I'd rather play with a back three, mm-hmm. like a three, two, and uh, I guess we have four more of the play. Three, two, 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 or something. Three, two, two, two. That's nine. Or hold on, let me take some socks off. Um, no, I would rather play with a back three than to to put rolled on back there. I I would agree because it hasn't worked. I mean, it, I guess it was a band aid and it worked the first time, but we're going to that well one too many times. Well, and so I've got kind of two. Side, two two sides of that perspective, right? The the thing that really makes me that heartens me about this is we had a, a, a ton of chances uh, the entire match, but the consistency in what uh, the consistency in what um, uh, Schmetzer is putting out there is positive. He has a plan and he has a backup plan. And both of them are going to be consistent. And we have the opportunity to see Roldan play in a position where he isn't comfortable and perhaps build some comfort. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if this is part of a master plan or if we're just trying to shore up some defensive weaknesses or some defensive temporary depth issues. Uh, but 
I appreciate the consistency and the high expectations that Schmetzer's holding for Roldan, especially. He's a great kid. Yeah. He really belongs next to Oswaldo Alonso yeah. in that uh, in that spot, right? He absolutely belongs there. But um, I appreciate that he's getting some some time in that in that very uncomfortable position. I think it's going to make him a better. I think it's going to make him a better defensive midfielder. I don't know that it points to great results for us uh, in the short term, but it's still early days in the season. And we, I, what do you think the score really should have been, right? Well, we, I mean, we're, we're watching the first half and Dempsey, Dempsey shoots from 30 yards out, has a, has a, has a, a great chance. It goes off the crossbar. You want to mm-hmm. call that luck. That's unlucky. Sure. No, sure. Yeah. Then uh, maybe two or three minutes later, Ozzy, you know, Ozzy is running, by himself with the ball pretty much across the 50 and then Jordan has two defenders on him but he he's slowing his run down because he, he can't run past you know past the defense everyone's running towards the goal but it, he's he's holding up so he's not offsides I would love to have seen Ozzy just loft the ball over over the guys into you know probably about the 20 yard line so it takes a hop the keeper has to come out and has to mm-hmm. make a decision make the keeper make a decision absolutely yeah. always uh, if if he starts to come out, Jordy maybe just you know can can body off the guys and then uh, slip the ball past him. Or if he's dribbling with the ball at his feet, the closer he gets, if he's in the box at this point, they can't touch him for fear of of you know drawing a penalty. So I think we we just uh, we left one on you know uh, we left one on you know one 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 ticket on cash there. So I mean, Ozzy's always been a pretty strong box-to-box kind of guy right yeah and um as he gets older you can you can see that his he's slowing down just a little bit we we will always love Oswaldo Alonso that wasn't wasn't a pace thing though I don't think it was a pace thing either but I think if he's making those runs by himself when there is support when there's a supporting attacks attacker that's in position to um you know, if you just get that quick little over ball, that quick little cross into the box with that supporting attacker, I I don't know why he doesn't make that pass. I don't know why he's trying to do that all on his own. And yeah. one concern I might have is his uh, confidence around Jordan Morris, right? Jordan Morris hasn't been performing all that well. And you see a similar play that you called out when we were talking offline about where Clint Dempsey is is doing almost a uh, almost the exact same play where he's running he's keeping pace with Ozzy and uh Dempsey's got a got a defender and he has a little bit of gas to give right where he can take that sprint out get a couple steps on uh on the defender and take a pass and 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 the pass happens uh it doesn't result in a goal but it results in a pretty decent chance and Ozzy's giving Dempsey that opportunity and he's not giving Jordan that opportunity. Sure. I can't help but think that that might reflect some some confidence issues in Jordan's early season performance. Yeah. No, and and you're right. I think we I know we've been difficult and and we've, we've been, been hard a little, on a little more Jordan. critical yeah. on 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 the beef and <laughs> on the defense and I, it's not the defense. I honestly you know they they only have a few chances. We've limited uh, we've limited Vancouver to very few mm-hmm. chances. 
So that's that's very commendable. Absolutely. But the the key to a great defense is an even better offense. If we have the fear of God in these guys, and they're defending us tight, and we're always down at their end, then uh, we don't have to worry about defending a whole lot because we're going to be down there pounding, you know, pounding the ball in the net. Which I don't know. It it just hasn't happened yet, and maybe it's what ends up happening is we get tight. And mm-hmm. everyone tries to do a little bit too much by themselves because they don't have the trust in giving the ball to Jordan. Or, so, or maybe Ozzy has a lot of confidence in himself when he laces up those 30-yard lasers that, that end up a couple rows deep. Right. But um, it also comes from our crosses. Vancouver is the one team we have not learned that Waston will pick off every <laughs> single bloody cross. He's a sniper. And, I mean, since he's been in the league, he has just just handed us our butts. You know, every cross is just uh, right into the six, either the keeper or the Waston, or the Waston. Uh, the Waston. Clear it off the line. And it's it's frustrating. And now, you know, like I said before, you want to make the keeper think. So if you if you go down to the, the, the end line and then you bend across back between the six and the 12, that's going away from the keeper. So if the keeper comes out to get it, mm-hmm. he's leaving himself up. He's going all in 100%. So if he doesn't get that, that's a tap in for one of us. So that's making him think and making him judge, uh, make his decision. Now, if we also put it outside of, you know, somewhere between the six and the 12, we have a little bit more room to work with. But whatever. Long story short, crosses in the air is our problem. We're, we're not serving him into the right spots or we're right. not getting on the right spots. Right. The, we did get a goal late in the game, but that was that was a cross that was short and low. And maybe Waston couldn't get to it yet. I don't know. But yeah. Well, the crossing issues aren't isolated to Jordan Morris, right? No. Our offense is, is I think, uh, back to what I was saying, is I, I think, uh, you know, the, the longer we go without a goal, the tighter we get and probably the more responsibility people take on as, as their own. They think, you know, maybe Ladero's like, I gotta, I gotta put this team on my back. I have to do it all myself. Maybe Ozzy thinks the same way. I'm, I'm, I'm 40 yards out of position. I need to make something happen. Right. Right. You know, rather than uh, just take a chance and play a simple ball. So, yeah. Well, like uh, Matt Oak said on uh, Twitter the other day, uh, these guys need to go to uh, like, do some trust falls or something like that, right? They need to go on a retreat and and try to figure out how to work together on the offense. Absolutely. Yeah, they need to um, do another Harlem Shake video <laughs> and, uh, and, and find freaking Stella get her. Yeah, well, back. I mean, and and it's going to affect morale here pretty soon, right? Yeah. If we if we keep um, if we keep having games without results that or games with unreasonable results uh, that are it just you go into a slump, and I guess I'd ha- rather have an early season slump than a mid season slump that uh, takes a long time to 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 pull out of. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's the worst part about this season is we had such a uh, a great finish to such a horrible season oh, last absolutely. year. Yeah, that we can't get that. Our expectations are that, fairly high now, right? We can't get that fired yeah. up. It's it's disappointing. But there's no time mm-hmm. to panic. I'm going to say this every single week. Unless we time are at the back. bottom of the table, right. you know, everybody's got broken legs or everybody's got heart problems. Um, you know, so what are your positives for this match, right? There are a lot of positives to be taken. Positives? Right. We- <sighs> well, one positive for me 
is Dempsey hit the post twice. Well, Dempsey hit the post twice, but I love watching Freddie Montero. Like he's been gone for a while, and I've I've I haven't had my eye on him like some of our uh, some of our compatriots have, right? Mm-hmm. But watching his maturity, so we're kind of watching a replay in the background as we as we record this. But there were a couple couple shots where Montero is not taking his shot. He's like, oh wait, that's not quite set up right, right? He's trying to thread the needle. He's trying to take every opportunity. He is a lurker. He's right there, right at the penalty spot most of the time, just waiting for uh, a beautiful ball or a garbage ball to mm-hmm. come into traffic, right? And he capitalizes. Freddie capitalizes on that stuff all the time. We talked a little bit about his uh, his celebration, right? Whether he was going to celebrate. He said he wasn't going to celebrate. And there's a little bit of, you know, um, if you can call it controversy, it's basically just noise on Twitter. But uh, he did celebrate a little bit. Yeah, and why not? But why not, right? I'd be disappointed if he hadn't because he's with a new club right now. He'll always be a sounder. We'll always love him. And I celebrate a little bit every time I see that that guy score, right? Because he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant, and he's back. Um, I, I, I certainly hope that he uh, has a, a long and brilliant career, and I can't wait to follow him for the rest of it. So. Well, watching the match there was one thing that i forgot about freddie and freddie uh-huh. is a lingering asshole oh yeah he he stands in front of every free Second kick ball, he'll stand ball, right ball. outside the 18 <laughs> and wait for the keeper it's just like he's always that that little pest mm-hmm. yep and i forgot about that until yep. watching this game I'm like and you don't know the he's F there the freddie get the get the, get the and as a keeper <laughs> It is, you know, do this, do this. If in mm-hmm. your club team, it's frustrating as all hell oh, yeah. when when that that guy just kind of follows you around when you're trying to trying to take a, a punt or a throw when that guy's just just going left and right. Oh yeah, like, he doesn't have to track back as soon as you nope. get rid of it. He's 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 out of position. Yeah, but, but he's finding his next uh, his next uh, victim. Yeah, so I I remember that watching it. I was like, oh man, I I, I forgot that that Freddie's kind of an a hole when that when it comes to. Uh, other keepers and, and free kicks. Now, since he took, he did take a mm-hmm. yellow card. Yeah. To, I would if I was, you know, if I was Schmetzer in the game plan, it's like a guy takes a yellow card, get him a second. Yeah. If he gets a stupid yellow card for standing too yep. close to the ball, which which Lodero got one for just kind of sticking a foot out and not letting a restart happen quick enough, mm-hmm. make Freddie get Freddie that card too. Then you're playing against ten, and you're basically taking out their their only hope at scoring. Other than a random fluke or a free kick. Well, the fact that he didn't get a second yellow, I think, speaks to the maturity he's gained uh, playing away from MLS, right? Yes, no, no, no. Like, you, if if he mm-hmm. takes around and stands in front of you mm-hmm. and doesn't give you the ten yards or uh, uh, is impeding the goalkeeper, that could be a, a, a stupid, stupid second yellow. <laughs> I don't know yep. if Kevin Stott would have done that. Uh, he's made some, you know, some questionable calls or let a lot of stuff go, but that's refereeing. Uh, but I would, pro- I mean, I don't want to risk it and have Stephen Fry throw it directly off of him and then have it roll back into the net because that's the kind of that's the kind of oh. crap that happens. Yeah. Um, so whatever we we uh, we we miss the shot from thirty yards. We miss mm-hmm. a couple of opportunities in the first half, and the second half comes, and um, there's a, a a cross that probably should have been. What's the word? Um, imp- Covered. Impeded. Yeah, pressured. <laughs> if you pressure the guy, maybe he doesn't get that cross off. But long story short, mm-hmm. 
the movement of Freddy. Freddy checks to the near and then runs around to the far and it goes yep. right over the outstretched neck mm-hmm. of uh, Big Swede. Yep. And Freddy's there to head it into the probably the far post at that point, but he's so close to it that it's probably the mm-hmm. near post. Anyway, as you're looking at it, it's the, the left post. Yeah, and as you watch the replays, you just see his just the finesse that he has in that finish is so beautiful. Yeah, Get there's a the cross bit more pressure on the crosser. Yep. And I don't really see I mean, it's not like he was ball watching, right? Svensson's trying to get up there. He's trying to cover it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of lateral movement. But um, that's what Freddie does. The good yep. strikers, even even Wondolowski, if you if you the the, the defender is going to be watching the cross, the center back is going to be watching the cross, mm-hmm. and that's when you, if you're a poacher, if you're a striker, yep. you just go around to that, go around Lark. and find his back shoulder. Make him turn his neck to find you, yeah. too. And then he has to turn around again to find the ball. Yep. The more... Blind spot. Yeah, exactly. I'm preaching this. is the easiest way to beat the keeper. You know, granted, you have to have decent service. But I'm always, <laughs> always, always preaching. Just stay over his shoulder. Make him look for you. Make him lose track of you. Because if mm-hmm. you're playing rec, they're going to lose track of you. If you're playing pros, they're going to lose track of you. Yep. They're going to... They're, you just can't... Unless you have the eyes of a chameleon or... or uh, uh, <laughs> if you can look both sides and 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 watch two things at once, you can't. I have to look to the left to find the cross, and then look to the right and find my man, mm-hmm. and make sure that you know that's obviously left, is intended. Uh, Everything you own is in that box to the left, and intended target. <laughs> but I think that's how we conceded our first goal. Is is Freddie? You know, uh, made what he would probably assume was a predictable run, and mm-hmm. then when Gustav turned to find the cross. Freddie just basically stopped in his tracks and then went to the opposite side. And it was just, like I said, over the hairs of his head and Freddie was able to finish. So now we're down one, nothing mm-hmm. and it's started the second half. About and, 70 minutes. Ugh. So crap happens. You know, we have chances. We've, mm-hmm. We we have, you know, uh, Clint has, has made two or three really close attempts. Like I said, he hit the, he hit the bar once, he hit the, the post once, and he also bent the ball far post, but keeper made a save and oh, gave up a rebound. Mm-hmm. We almost put that one away. Um, so as a positive, it, it seems like we're using our side channels a lot better um, in in this match, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're actually getting the ball downfield. We're not just trying to, to clog up the middle. We're, we're actually trying to put forward good balls in different directions we're switching in the middle we're 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 trying to test and stretch out the defense uh when we're pushing forward um where it kind of falls apart is pass accuracy and uh, maybe cross selection if it's cross like I said selection before, if yeah. it's vancouver you know I, I i'm watching we're watching the replay and, mm-hmm. and the majority of the crosses either go to waston or they go right into the keeper's hands Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a couple of times where you know the, the 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 dangerous crosses are the ones that are just on the ground. Um, it's predictable, and you don't have to worry about judging the the spin on the ball. It's rolling right to you. All you have to do is just get a good solid foot on it. Anyway, uh, we're watching the uh, we're watching the replay, and we can see the second goal. I think Kendall Waston gets on on the corner kick, mm-hmm. and then. It's right to Delivers Freddy, and Freddy just punches it in. Beautiful, uh, beautiful he cross Dellum. right to the penalty spot, and he's just up in the air, and uh, he actually catches a deflection 
uh, probably about three yards in. Yeah. So, so now we're trailing Beautiful. two nothing. Eighty minutes in, mm-hmm. uh, another cross goes right to the keeper. Surprise, surprise! And then uh, Ostad stays on the ground a little bit longer. Uh, we've had a oh, uh, another so. crossbar or a side post. <laughs> Dempsey calls his own number and hits a butte Bink. past the keeper, but it hits the crossbar. Oh yeah. So, but uh, the there cross, we go. The cross that actually end up goes in, uh, the ones that ends up going in, uh, comes I think off an o- O'Neill Fisher side. Is that even O'Neill or is that somebody else right now? Or did O'Neill come off? It's hard to tell. Oh, well, I guess I could look at the stats and figure out who got the assist, but um. Bruin uh, catches the finish. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that the the run is on the near post. Second ball header. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. And we had a chance in stoppage time to to tie it up, but yeah, that was Fisher. Okay, so o- O'Neill Fisher takes it into the corner, and then uh, no, 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 that's Ladero. That's Ladero. Okay. <laughs> well, y- you you're coming to the near post and you're creating space. Yep. And. Oh, and Ozzy almost equalizes it there. I mean, that was a great shot from 22 yards at the death. If we could, I know it's exhausting, but (laughs) if we could play like we're down two and and stop being so cute and be more direct, I think we'll actually win some games. This is an epiphany, but why don't we just, we're a team that likes to play like we have the lead by all the movement and shuffling around in possession. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's uh, why don't we play like that once we get the lead? And we're watching the tail end, and people are slapping each other around. But <laughs> I was concerned that someone apparently that's a, a little bit of a little rough horse play. They like to smack each other around when they when they win a match. But yeah. you know, if I'm Vancouver, I'm celebrating like crazy because you're 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 on a little bit of a slump. You 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 kind of got your ass handed to you by Tigres, and uh, uh, even though you made fight, a good concacaf, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So this makes for a horrible yeah. broadcast, but uh, no, it's fantastic. We're having a great time. I think we need to do something differently up top. Uh, whatever we have to do, mix it up. Stop rolling out the same team and expecting something different. That's a definition of insanity. Um, play womp, womp. more direct and just go get some goals, and then you can you can be cute and ro- roll the ball around all day and play possession. So I'm going to say this again: if you pull Roldan out of uh, defensive mid. You are allowing traffic to flow through the middle in a way you don't when you have Ozzy sitting there. Ozzy is a phenomenal defender, as we all know, and he will see and can guide and direct Roldan in the places he needs to go. Roldan's got better range, so Ozzy can kind of you know, take the defensive lead and, and send him out, send him out sniping, looking for the, looking for the right stuff. Right. Um, it, it just, he's, his hold up play in the middle is absolutely phenomenal. And you sacrifice that when your team is tired and you pull him, you pull rolled on back to right back. It's a nightmare. So let's stop doing that. Okay. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> let's just go back three then. I mean, yeah. I've got, uh, uh, we, we so what's not, that lineup look like for you? Who's, who's it, your back three? In the instance where we want to put on an attacking player, let's do the let's do the the three two. That's five. So we need uh, uh, five four more players. <laughs> four more. No, five, five, five five more. more. <laughs> well, there's the keeper though. Yeah, so, he's the eleventh. Three two. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
a three, two, three, two. Hey, I told you I took my shoes and socks off, so I got my count. I'm counting my toes. Okay, so a three, two, three, two, three, two, three, two lineup. Where we've already we've pulled O'Neill Fisher and replaced him with you know, whoever Jordy Dellum or or uh, I'd like to see some minutes from Dellum. Is like it, some serious minutes, not just some you know garbage time minutes. Yeah, I, I'm fine. I just I just don't want to put. Okay, Roldan. so we got Dellum on the right. Yeah, well, or just I'll just move Svensson over to right back and play like a three, either a, a two center back and and a floater, or we just play three in the back and have uh, our right back be Svensson for the dying minutes when we're chasing the game. Okay, so we start like we normally do, and then so if we take four, out a goal, two, three, one, and then switch to a three, three, two, three, three two. two, sure, and then put Bruin up there with Morris. Drive the balls to the outside left and outside right, and make them cross in. Just make guys run and make runs to the near post. Okay, and, you know if you're if you're crossing it from the right, make right. make uh, make Bruins run come from left to right so that the defender is chasing him to that near post. And if he gets if it gets the timing right, then he scores goals just like he did against Vancouver. Okay, so now that we have a shitty result, how was the rest of your experience? Oh. Uh, how was the mood in the stands at that time? We were well, like I said, it, it was like a freaking fart in church. It sucked, but we uh, we sat there and we wrote it out. And we have wow. to wait thirty minutes for yeah. the 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 rest of the to clear out, and then we get escorted leave. out. But at that point, you know, uh, uh, Vancouver for the most part was they were they were fine. They they won. You know, you see a couple of people just kind of looking and laughing, ha 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 ha. But whatever, um, just life goes on. Uh, oh, how'd not, you like their TIFO, by the way? Um, oh, St- Stranger Kings? Cascadia, Cascadia Kings. They're, king, they're kings of nothing. Well. Kings of Leon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I, stra- Stranger Kings. Stranger the Kings. The is on fire. It, yeah, their TIFO is... is it, it is what it is. It, 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 I think it was artistically and uh, from a from a supporter perspective if we drop something like that we'd be going absolutely batshit about it what we'd be patting if, ourselves if on the ECS back if ECS had come out well, with something like they that they would do something more than a 3 by 3 by 5 card that that took you know an afternoon to paint okay well and they could bring it in somebody's you know smart car all right throw it on the <laughs> roof rack I, I, whatever <laughs> maybe maybe they'll come up maybe they'll come up a, a bigger the next time but as far as a, a cascadia and a rivalry match their tifo was not uh was not bringing it mm-hmm. but their idea is great uh, uh, thank you for for participating and sit back down <laughs> enjoy the rest of your match yes. with your sippy cups okay. in your sippy cups all right so um i i want to give you one last chance to give some positive feedback for the for the match, what and and the outlook for the rest of the season? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. the bottom of the barrel here, huh? Well, we're, I mean, it's not time to panic. It's just no freaking annoying. Yeah, I, I want to win and I want to win comfortably. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Yada yada yada. Of course, I, I would much rather go through this BS now and yep. then. Oh yeah, hit our stride going into the end of the season then you know we've had seasons where we are the best team in america you know we're best team in north america for the first six seven eight games <laughs> and then we hit the lull you know if this was a disney movie then bambi's mom dies oh. and then we are running around slowly falling apart and then we're trying to get back together towards the end of the season i'd much rather peak at the end than peak early so 
All right. So the rest of your experience, did you stay the night in Vancouver or did you oh. come home right away? No, we. Uh, uh, this is a, what did I say, a three-day three weekend. Um, mm-hmm. We drove up Friday, stayed Friday night uh, across from the stadium. We had the best intentions of hooking up with some other fans and drinking, but it was a long day and uh, uh, we just had our shoes and socks off and we fell, we crashed. Um, so we, we walked around, grabbed a slice of pizza and then headed it back to our hotel and, and crashed out. So that was that was Friday night. Um, Saturday, Saturday was the fifteenth. Uh, went and had coffee. Um, played around in the city of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would suggest going to uh, Glanville or Granville Island. Uh, just take a ferry, one of the little little water taxis out there. Just goof off, do some shopping, listen to some live bands or people that are begging for money, selling their selling their wares, selling their CDs. Mm-hmm. Then. Uh, we did that and came back, um, took the wife to a jewelry store to buy some something, something that comes in a blue box. And then uh, then she took me out for a steak dinner at a place called Gotham. Highly recommended. The best steak. And uh, uh, I had some, I had some, sco- uh, not some scotches, I had some uh, Japanese whiskeys. And um, what else? Then we hopped a cab, and this this guy was driving a uh, Prius like it was Fast and Furious. He got us home, <laughs> and it was awesome. He, he got us home quick, and we watched Saturday Night Live at eight thirty p.m., which was really really weird. <laughs> it was live, and it was at eight thirty. So uh, then we sacked out, and this is what now Sunday morning, Easter yep. Sunday. Quick breakfast at the hotel. Uh, rounded up our crap, hit the border. We got into Canada pretty easy, and we got out of Canada pretty easy. Okay. Do you have any trouble with the recorder, or the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, Border Patrol? Give you any trouble with anything? No, no, not whatsoever. Uh, okay. Getting, you know, getting. We bought some gifts. We bought some chocolates for for the in laws, but uh, he basically asked us if we bought any food or beverage, and I said just box of chocolates as a gift, and then whatever we have in our intestines currently. And uh, you told him that, yes, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, he, he had a good sense of humor, but he, he was hard, he was a hard nut to crack. And then, uh, he let us out, and we just we, we flew home. Um, there was a lot of traffic going to the tulips in Skagit, okay. And uh, oh, yeah, northbound traffic well, huh? was kind of crummy, but we were heading south, so we we flew, we flew. Uh, highly recommended going up Easter weekend. Uh, the Vancouver, the city itself was pretty quiet, so. Um, you can get around really, uh, really easily. And we just, we just walked and cabbed it. We didn't drive other than to and from the hotel. All right. And then you managed to make it to my place to record a podcast. Yeah. Uh, had, had Easter, Easter ham with the, with the fam and then, uh, broke off and rallied down to T-Town and, and I don't know what time it is now, but, um, we are uh, we're probably getting close to wrapping things up. Obviously, oh, yeah. we're going to include some of the interviews and things that uh, mm-hmm. that happen. But yeah, all give in you all. a little flavor of that in stadium experience that you might not always uh, get to get to do. Only a, a limited number of folks can do away travel, and we really appreciate the folks with ECS and everybody that that supports the boys away. So, thank you so much for all of that. No, we had a good time. Other than the game itself, I mm-hmm. had a great experience. Absolutely. And uh, what do we got next week? Uh, do we have anybody uh, going down to L.A.? I am not going down to L.A. I know Nate Bowling's going down to L.A., so I'm going to hand him the old Tascam, and uh, 
he's he's experienced with the radio and podcast world so he'll be able to get some good sound i'm quite sure of it and uh interview uh at least some folks in the stands hopefully get some away support uh or get some uh some local support down there uh with the gals and and have a have a real good time and we hope to bring that to you in the meantime, uh, we're going to cut to some in-stadium experience uh, just now. Next week, we are not going to have a podcast because uh, your your dear engineer, Steve, here, is not going to be able to record because he is moving households, uh, bought a house in Tacoma, and uh, we're moving our, our house from old house to new house, and got some family in town. We're going to have a great time. Uh, but we should be able to get some reaction uh, and uh, pregame and postgame for L.A. Uh, next week for you sometime, probably uh, probably late in the week around uh, Friday. So thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. Build a bonfire, put the timbers on the top, put the slight gaps in the middle, and you burn the fucking lot. Tascam. This is Tim Hamilton from the Flounders B Team Podcast. I've got some Flounders. support. Flounders. Yes, we're self-deprecating. That way, <laughs> if we call ourselves Flounders and the B Team, you can't possibly. There's you no mama jokes under, that go below you can't it. Can't go underneath that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, uh, introduce yourself. And uh, uh, this is the Chromie Cousins. Chromie Cousins. Yeah. First name, last name. Chris and Adam. Adam. And uh, you are Seattle Sounders fans, obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. What? How many away games have you been to so far? Ooh, uh, away games? Actually, not first? too many. This is my first. I've been to two Portland games. First two. Vancouver trip, though. Did you guys take the bus? No, we didn't take the bus. No, that's right. We talked yeah. briefly about the bathroom, by the men's room. What do you expect <laughs> out of today? Uh, I expect I expect a win. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a close one. What? Uh, maybe one zero. Yeah. What? Uh, well, it'll be exciting to see Montero. What do you think we're gonna do well? And uh, what? Well, first, what do you think we're gonna do well? And also, what uh, what keeps you up? What worries you? Um, you can think about your answer while he talks. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel pretty confident in our striking ability. Yeah? Yeah, we got Dempsey, and uh, 
is Morris hurt right now? Morris should be fit to play. Oh, is he is he okay now? I hope so. Yeah. Okay. So I think Brad is with the team, but he may not see any minutes. You know, maybe the last 10, 15. Right. Um, I think we'll there. get a couple good chances. Just a matter if we can put them in. I think uh, yeah. if they get us on the counter, I think that's where they'll try to get us. So that's what makes me nervous. Right. So it looks like uh, I'm guessing starting back line is going to be without Torres. Who, who's going to be on our right side? Who's going to be right back tonight? Is it going to be uh, Alvaro in the middle and then uh, Svensson on the outside, or do you expect? What do you What do you think? What was it, uh, I think uh, Spenson's going to be in the middle yeah. and Fisher on the outside. Fisher's on the outside? I think they'll stay with right. Yeah, they'll yeah. keep with that. But you, you're up. hoping, uh, you know, we can get some free haircuts here from Canada? <laughs> oh, yeah. Some free, free poutine? Haircuts. Let's get three. Let's get three. Yeah, for sure. At so, least. score line? 3-1. Uh, 3-1? <laughs> I went with the 1-0. 1-0? <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with <laughs> that. hot and heavy. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. And these are the Chromie boys. Thanks, man. Awesome. Well, hopefully that I didn't just... Uh, all right, we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tim Hamilton, and I am here with... James Swillard, Sanders FC Stadium announcer. Now, I caught him walking by. Uh, how'd you get here today? We're, welcome to Vancouver, by the way. Thank you very much. How'd you get here? Did um, you uh, take a, did you drive? Did you take no, the no, ECS no. bus? I, I came on the ECS bus. We had one bus that came out of Tacoma, then it stopped at Northgate, and then it took us less than four hours, actually, to get up here, including crossing the border and everything. So we got up by four o'clock and we were able to join the pre-funk event at the Pint Pub up in Vancouver and do the little match to the to the match with the rest of the supporters, which was great. How do you uh, how do you think the match is going to go? Uh, what do you think is going to go well? What do you think is, uh, if it goes off the rails, uh, what's <laughs> the reason? Oh my goodness. Um, well, judging by Vancouver's form, I think we've got a very good chance of winning. Um, they don't seem to be doing too well at the moment. Um, hopefully Dempsey and Ladera will actually start to really connect tonight with Morris and uh, we'll start scoring some goals. We're going to be drowned out by ECS in a minute. But yeah, I'm optimistic we'll actually get a win. Thank you so much, James. I yeah. will let you go and then okay. uh, if it gets quiet during halftime, you know, okay. feel free. I'll have this in my pocket all okay. the time. All right. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you. That was James Bullard, the uh, British voice for the stadium announcers. It's going to get loud, so thank you for listening to Sounders B Team or Flounders B Team podcast. And we're back after the drums. We, I was just telling James that we we don't take ourselves very seriously. We have fun. Yes, we're all fans, but we don't have sponsors. We don't have anybody that we have to answer to. We we simply want to be fans and create a pod for for fans by fans. You know. Uh, Yes, it's okay to be unrealistic with your expectations. We don't want it. We want to win every game. Yeah. But uh, ideally, we want to have fun with ourselves and, and just have, like like I just said, unrealistic expectations. Um, I actually really enjoy your podcast. One, two things I mentioned in a tweet the other day. I love your analysis of the game. It's actually really amazing. Uh, way way more analytical than I would uh, than I would do of a game. I think you really know, you know, you know soccer. And the other thing is, I enjoyed um, listening to that aspect of your podcast where you just talk about, you know, what did you do before the game? How did you get to the game? Where were you at the game? Where do you sit in the stadium? Yeah. I, I'm interested. Well, we the, know your point of view. Yeah, because I'm a game, <laughs> I'm in game present presentation, so I'm always interested in are the fans enjoying the experience of being at the stadium? You know what could we do differently maybe to, to make it even more exciting for you? 
I would love to have uh, yeah, special like requests. A, a rock band. Like, <laughs> you know, if, 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 say, Sammy Hagar is performing yeah. this weekend, have him and somebody else, you know, play, you know, jam, jam session with uh, either up on the Toyota deck, yeah. yes, or, you know, maybe down at the back end with the, with the band. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's an opportunity for him to, hey, yeah. you know, uh, after the game, walk on down to the show box and, yeah. and see yeah. Sammy yeah. and have some tequila or whatever uh-huh. he's pumping. <laughs> uh, so, uh, oh. What are you doing uh, when you're not so British? <laughs> when I'm when I'm not faking my British accent as the stadium announcer, I'm putting shrimp on the barbie as an Australian with my wife Sheila. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm actually a full-time school administrator. Uh, previously, I was a teacher, so I, I've been in education for <clears throat> nearly three decades. Um, yeah, I was a teacher in England. Then I lived in the Caribbean for four years. Wonderful. Worked in the Cayman Islands. Someone forced me to do it, and I volunteered. Yeah. You know, it was a hard life. So I did that for four years, and then I came to um, came to live in uh, in the States in 2002. 2002. I was a teacher and administrator. Still doing that. We have funny. We have uh, at least two. We have three teachers on our pod. I picked up on that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, sometimes they can't tell a lot of stories because. Yeah. You know, they've got they've got to maintain well, that, uh, that some false, of their students might be listening yeah the facade of yeah. respectable yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, behavior. I get that yeah I'm, I don't you know publicize what I do necessarily or specifically where I work but you know people know I work in education um, and I kind of leave it at that you know well have you have you been in a supermarket and someone from two aisles over like <laughs> I know that voice from somewhere could you please <laughs> Could you please tell me about uh, drink specials after yeah, the game yeah. or free haircuts or <laughs> Papa Murphy's? Or Well, the funny thing, the, the cool thing about my job, unlike, say, you know, Ross Fletcher or Keith Guskin now, is nobody recognizes me who doesn't do Twitter or doesn't see yeah. me on Twitter. You know, so I could, it, it's like I have a degree of fame, if you like, or celebrity status, but the, but the cool thing is I could be totally anonymous. Um, but unless, like you said, unless sometimes you record, <laughs> yeah, sometimes people say that voice kind of sounds familiar, and then they might ask some probing questions, you know, and they figure out who I am. But other than that, it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds. I'm just I'm the voice behind the curtain, you know. Oh, for sure. Now, do you work with anybody uh, in the booth? I know sometimes oh, yeah. uh, Hugo has yep. has come up and his on sonar feed and yep. talked about. You know, trying to do uh, the PA. Do you do Sounders 2 as well? Um, before Sounders 2 existed, there was MLS Reserve League, and I used to do that. But um, as soon as S2 began, Hugo became the voice of the S2, and, and I substituted once for him. Uh, but other than that, that's his gig. Um, I, I do all the main Sounders games, uh, including Con- CONCACAF and Co- Open Cup. That's just Spanish. It's awful, which is why I need Hugo. <laughs> All right, we, we're probably going to get into things here, so thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.
Just hit the crossbar from 30 yards out.